MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Racing, next on MRN Radio. Just 640 laps, 812 miles remain in the 1993 NASCAR Winston Cup Series schedule. This weekend, 312 of those laps and miles will be disposed of in the Slick 50 500. Dale Earnhardt continues to zero in on his sixth NASCAR Winston Cup Series title, but Rusty Wallace hasn't lost hope. With only 80 points separating each of us, we've got a... Uh, I've got to run like there's no tomorrow. I've got to run as hard as I possibly can. And knowing Dale's style, I'm not for sure that he really wants to, nor it's in his uh, mind to just take it easy and, and stroke around because anything can happen. The exact point differential between Earnhardt and Wallace is 72. Today's race could be the turning point of the year. Today, for the sixth time ever, the NASCAR stars visit the Valley of the Sun. From the one-mile Phoenix International Raceway, the Slick 5500 is next. M-R-N Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Good afternoon, everyone, from the Phoenix International Raceway. Well, Eli Gold, I guess the two key words here today will be points and pavement. And the points situation, obviously, is between Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt. The pavement situation is a brand-new surface here at Phoenix. And nine times out of ten, all the drivers I've talked to over the years say when you come to a racetrack the first time after they pave it, you usually see the best show that you see on that speedway because the pavement is green. It has a lot of adhesion. The cars stick real good. Harry Gann, I talked to a long time yesterday, said you're going to see a lot of side-by-side racing here today. Now, from the point standpoint, it would seem that Dale Earnhardt would win his sixth Winston Cup championship. He has that 72-point lead, but again, anything can happen as it did one year ago when Alan Kulwicki was third in points with two races remaining. 85 behind the point leader, Bill Elliott. And as we know, he came back, Kowicki did, to win the championship by 10 over Bill Elliott. So today's event and the race two weeks from today in Atlanta, the Hooters 500 will settle it all. But this could be a turning point, although both Wallace and Earnhardt have run well here in the past. They both have a good finishing record here. And unless Earnhardt does just have an absolute disaster finish in this race and can put any kind of a top 20 finish together in Atlanta, it's all but clinched the championship. But in this business, as we say many times, anything can happen. We'll go trackside in a minute to get the thoughts of some of the drivers. We'll be right back. Goody's Pain Relief Tablets have the fast-acting Goody's Headache Powders formula that doctors preferred by 3 to 1 over BC's. Make it Goody's. Make it fast. Try Goody's Pain Relief Tablets. Back at the Phoenix International Raceway, we'll go trackside right now. And one of the drivers that has yet to win a race in 1993 and really hopes to get into victory lane in the next two events finds himself on the pole here. That team has turned around quite a bit in recent weeks, and that's Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia, has the Budweiser Ford up on the front row, and Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is with Bill Elliott. Well, Bill Elliott's had a long climb this season, 39th in points beginning at Daytona. He's up to ninth. Things have been a lot better lately for Bill Elliott and his race team. Second bush pole here at Phoenix, Bill. Well, it's been good. We've just tried to concentrate on getting a couple of cars. It worked. You know, we came here, we unloaded, we ran awful well, and we just kind of left a car alone. 
know, we've, we're all guessing where the racetrack is going to be here later on this afternoon. It's a little cooler than it was yesterday, but with the fresh pavement and stuff, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, you've got two more chances to win this year, this race, and then Atlanta. Both racetracks have been good for you. How about your chances? Well, last year it wasn't so good, you know, and hopefully things will turn around this time, but we'll give it our best shot both places. Bush Pole winner Bill Elliott could win an extra $30,400 if he could pull it off today. That's the Unical bonus. This season is the 30th anniversary year of Phoenix International Raceway, and appropriately enough that one of the true veterans of the sport is on the front row alongside Bill Elliott. That veteran is Dick Trickle. He's had top five finishes here in Winston Cup events. He has run here times and times again in all sorts of races over that 30-year history of Phoenix International Raceway. Dick Brooks of Woodruff, South Carolina, is alongside Dick Trickle as he climbs in to the Mannheim Chevrolet. Well, Dick's sitting here on the front row, kind of kind of relaxed, I guess, after uh, doing this for 30 years. You ought to be relaxed when you get ready to start a race, I suspect. But, Dick, you've ran, you ran every race this year but one. Uh, you've been in every race this year but one. You started them all but about three, I think. And uh, you still don't have a, a, a steady job. Do you ever get the feeling maybe that uh, that uh, insecurity is not too good? Well, really, you know, uh, you know, I've had some rough times, you know, trying to get with the right team and all. But, really, I'm not complaining, you know. I became a, went from a free agent to a sub to a super sub to now finishing with a Larry Hendrick team here with a Mannheim car. And, you know, we've had some good runs this last couple of months. And I am talking to some uh, owners, and uh, things are looking really good for next year. Sitting on the front row, you get a lot of attention and stuff, and it kind of brings a, brings a little to the light, the fact that you are around here and you do a lot of racing. Uh, does it make much difference? So you think it's uh, since you've been here the last couple of days on the front row, does it change any thoughts for next year? Well, really, you know, it all started with the 40, the Dirt Devil car. You know, I run a couple top 10 finishes there and got top 10 with the 26 car with the Quaker State team. And, you know, uh, we finished the top 10 here at Rockingham with uh, the Mannheim car and qualified well. So uh, I've really been building my arsenal up over the last six, seven races. And that's, you know, this is just topping it off, I guess. Well, man, it's uh, spent his entire life racing cars and, uh, and being involved in racing is, uh, needs a good opportunity, I expect. And he's looking. A lot of talent on that team, and everybody is wishing Dick Trickle well today in the Mannheim Auctions Illumina Chevrolet. A little further back in the pack, Kenny Schrader is another one of those drivers that has yet to win a race in 1993. He's had some pretty strong runs. Winston Kelly of Seneca, South Carolina, is with him. Had a lot of good runs here in other divisions. He's the winningest driver here at the Phoenix International Raceway with eight, four in midget cars, three in sprint cars, and one in the Southwest Tour. Still looking for that first Winston Cup win here at Phoenix. Kenny, could today be the day? Well, we'd sure like to think so. A uh, little Kodiak car's running pretty good. Not starting exactly where we want, but, you know, that doesn't mean a whole lot here. We're just uh, track's been real tight with new surface, and it's just going to be a handling deal. Whoever can get handling the best. Still not too shabby of a start back here in eighth position. How about the new pavement, Kenny? Your thoughts on that? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously we, we like it. I mean, it's awful nice and smooth. But this was like the best place we went to anyway. You know, it's like kind of caught us off guard when they repaved it. Kenny Schrader, who captured the most Bush Pole victories this year with six. He captured that $40,000 from Bush Beer, even though he's starting back in the eighth position. Nobody can catch him and overtake him with the tiebreaker situation. He'll roll off eighth this afternoon in the Kodiak Chevrolet. It's not been a great season for Hutch Strickland. It's not been a great Winston Cup career, to be honest. 139 races. He has yet to visit victory lane. He won't be back with Junior Johnson or McDonald's next year. But nevertheless, Hutch Strickland has generated more headlines this week here in Phoenix and across the racing world than most anybody else. He's back in 28th spot. Jim Phillips is alongside. Well, let's ask Hutt why he's had all the headlines this week. Hutt, uh, a new team next year. 
Well, starting large, Jim. We're going with uh, Travis Carter and the uh, Smoking Joe's racing team next year. You know, it's a good opportunity for me. I think it's going to be a great thing. Uh, just can't wait till next year. You've got two more chances to win for Junior Johnson. Well, we certainly do. You know, uh, we feel like, you know, with cars running real good today, it's McDonald's Ford, and, uh, you know, it's uh, we got this race in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, we ain't giving up hope here. I think we can pull it off uh, either one of these races. But, uh, you know, Jim, I want to take this opportunity to say hello to a good friend of mine, uh, Ed Ray, who's in a hospital back in Birmingham and, uh, you know, not doing too good right now, but just like to take a chance to say hello to him. Hutt Strickland starting 28th today in the McDonald's Ford. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Is your car, is your car, is your car hard to start? When you accelerate, does your car hesitate? Notice the loss in power. If you said yes, maybe it's dirty fuel injectors and time for STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. One treatment helps unclog dirty injectors fast to restore power and performance for up to 2,500 miles. So use STP or just keep going the way, the way, the way you've been going. STP. Drive a better car. We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. 43 drivers, including many <coughs> names that you might not be totally familiar with. This is a Winston West and Winston Cup combination event. 43rd starter, Wayne Jacks of Las Vegas, Nevada. 42nd, Dirk Stevens from Tumwater, Washington. Out of Sandy, Oregon. 41st starter is Cherry Fisher. 40th is Loy Allen Jr. from Raleigh, North Carolina. Out of Templeton, California, Rich Woodland Jr. starts 39th. 38th is Mike Chase of Bakersfield. California. Rick Wilson from Bartow, Florida goes 37th. 36th, Ted Musgrave. He's from Franklin, Wisconsin. Out of Midland, Texas, Bobby Hillen starts 35th. 34th, John Andretti from Indianapolis, Indiana. Out of Basalt, Colorado, 33rd starter is Wally Dallenbach, Jr. 32nd, Kenny Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. And out of Spanaway, Washington, 31st is Derek Cope. 30th is Todd Bodine of Chemung, New York. Jimmy Hensley of Ridgeway, Virginia starts 29th. 28th is Hut Strickland of Calera, Alabama. 27th, Kyle Petty of Randomon, North Carolina. 26th, Terry Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas. Rick Corelli of Denver, Colorado starts 25th. 24th will be Ron Hornaday, Jr. of Palmdale, California. Michael Waltrip out of Owensboro, Kentucky is 23rd. 22nd, Morgan Shepard from Conover, North Carolina. 21st, Darrell Walter for Franklin, Tennessee. The top 20, Bobby Labonte out of Corpus Christi, Texas. From Chemung, New York, Jeff Bodine. He'll start 19th. 18th, Steve Grissom of Gadsden, Alabama. The Diamond Ridge Chevrolet is the car he'll drive next year in Winston Cup competition. 17th, Jimmy Spencer of Berwick, Pennsylvania. 16th starter, Lake Speed out of Jackson, Mississippi. And from Taylorsville, North Carolina, Harry Gant starts in 15th. 14th is Dale Jarrett of Hickory, North Carolina. 13th, Rick Mast out of Rockbridge, Baths, Virginia. And in stereo, if not triplicate, the conditions there to give the command to start engines. We mentioned Rick Mast out of Rockbridge, Baths, Virginia, going 13th. 12th, Brett Bodine of Chemung, New York. And 11th, Dale Earnhardt out of Kannapolis, North Carolina. And a quick look at the top 10 in 10th. Chuck Bowne of Portland, Oregon. Jeff Gordon of Pittsburgh, Indiana is 9th. 8th starter, Kenny Schrader of Fenton, Missouri. Sterling Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee will be starting 7th. 6th, Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. 5th, Ernie Irvin of Modesto, California. Ricky Rudd of Chesapeake, Virginia will be 4th. 3rd is Mark Martin of Batesville, Arkansas. And on the front row, Dick Trickle of Wisconsin's Rapids, Wisconsin. And Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia on the pole. Quite an impressive lineup here at Phoenix. It is jam-packed. Some 90,000 racing fans in the grandstands and sitting along the side of the Australia Hills mountains that surround this racetrack. 
a track that opened in 1964 when A.J. Foyt won an IndyCar event here. Today it's the Stars of Winston Cup racing going 500 kilometers, 312 miles. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio and sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Slick 50 500. Sponsored by Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR. 22 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush light by Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76 by the Bunker Hill line of canned meats, flat out better than the rest, and by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. Good afternoon once again from the Phoenix International Raceway. The field has fired. They are now on the racetrack, and I think they'll take a couple of laps before they cut them loose here this afternoon. This is a one-mile racetrack. Turns 1 and 2 banked 11 degrees. Turns 3 and 4 banked 9 degrees. So basically, your flat one-mile racetrack here, nestled, as we say, among the Australia mountains here outside of Phoenix, Arizona. It's a beautiful setting, jam-packed with the race fans everywhere, cactus growing out from the hillside side of the mountainside and off on the distance more mountains that really set this site totally apart from any other racetrack at which we visit each and every year Barney. It has to be one of the prettiest settings of any place we go for a speedway as they swing across the start finish line and head back toward turn one why don't we take a quick check around the racetrack right now familiarize you with the voices who'll be covering the action out of the turns. Down in turns one and two this afternoon Joe Bora. Thanks, Barney. We're on top of the VIP suite here watching the action down below us here as the cars pass us in turn one. As Eli mentioned, practically no banking here, so the drivers have to rely on the adhesion of the tires and the new track surface to hold those cars down on the groove once they come storming off into this end of the racetrack. Another interesting aspect here is that the pit lane extends almost all the way down to the entrance of turn two, that last pit stall being Mark Martins, and pit lane actually exits on the back straightaway. A lot of room for racing down here, a lot of side-by-side racing we'll probably see this afternoon and we'll cover it for you here in turn one. The crossover bridge with the Goodyear number one and tires sign adorning it that crosses turn three and four. That's home to Alan Bestwick of Daytona Beach, Florida this afternoon. Thank you, Eli. Looking on across a very flat, very long, sweeping corner. The object in this end of the racetrack, get the car settled in as quick as you can in turn three and get back on the gas. Keep your foot all the way to the floor if you can, all the way around turn three and off turn four. Otherwise, you're going to lose a lot of ground down the front straightaway. 
500 kilometers, 312 miles, 312 laps in the slick 5500 for the start. Here's Barney Hall. Down the line, Bill Elliott down on the inside, gets a good jump on the start, pulls down in the number one corner, won't be able to get away. Nick Trickle stays up alongside, coming into turn one, but now Elliott starts to break away. Elliott holding the inside line, Trickle fades a bit now, again pulls even as they head down the back straightaway. And in fact, it's a half a length out in front as they come to the entrance of turn number three, but still caught up on the outside. Elliott charges back on the inside. Mark Martin runs single file third. It's a dead heat off of turn four. This is the second bush pole that Bill Elliott has won this year, but he is not going to lead lap number one. That honor goes to Dick Trickle, who takes the Mannheim colors back to turn one. Trickle still up on the outside lane. Bill Elliott down on the inside, door to door off turn number two. Now Mark Martin comes to work. He dives down on the inside of Elliott, three wide off turn two. Elliott will have to give room. Trickle goes out, sole possession of the lead. Now Martin slides inside of Bill Elliott. He grabs second. Elliott's still caught on the outside. Ricky Rudd is trying to going to get down underneath him to try and grab third. One of the keys here to Phoenix is being able to get off the corner, and Elliott's car just not turning, coming off the corner as well as he'd like in the early laps here this afternoon. They're back in turn one. Trickle leads the way. Mark Martin in second off single file back to the front ten cars. Bill Elliott rides third, fourth now Ricky Rudd, and Rusty Wallace trying to move up on him for that spot. Running in sixth place is Sterling Marlin. Seventh is Ernie Irvin. Ken Schrader is eighth. Jeff Gordon is ninth. Dale Earnhardt dives down inside of Chuck Bound. He grabs tenth away. It's taken to the 29th race of the year but these are the first laps all season that Dick Trickle is leading. He'll hold the advantage while everybody watches the battle now for fifth on back. Sterling Marlin has the jump inside of Ricky Rudd. Rusty Wallace actually opened the lane down on the inside of Rudd. Here comes Marlin going by and Ernie Irvin makes a move. Ken Schrader slips in turn two. Car got hit from the rear. Schrader goes to the outside of the track. Ends up against the outside wall in turn two. Caution is on the speedway. It'll be the first one this afternoon and it will come out at lap number four officially as they will race back to the start finish line. Mark Martin leads them off turn number four. Dick Trickle hangs in there second. Third is Bill Elliott. And caution is on the track. Let's go back to turn one. Schrader is working some heavy traffic, trying to make some moves using the outside lane coming through turn number one. He may have got a little help from the rear. The back end just came completely around and slapped the outside retaining wall just at the exit of turn two. Doesn't look like a whole lot of damage to the side of the Kodiak Chevrolet. He is now refiring it and driving on down the back stretch. Didn't take long to get a yellow on this one as again Kenny Schrader is the car that brings out the caution over in turns one and two. Let's hope the car is not that severely damaged. He is going down the back straightaway right now with a lot of smoke trailing from the tail end of it. He's over in front of Alan Bestwick. Looks like the left front tire is down in the car, Barney, so the left front uh, air dam, the corner of the front air dam is dragging on the pavement and, of course, down on what's left of that tire, so that's what's causing a lot of that smoke. Also, Mark Martin having... uh, watched uh, Ken Schrader spin out and tap the wall behind him, made that move to grab the lead on Dick Trickle down the back straightaway. He did it with an inside pass, and Martin beat Trickle back to the caution for the lead. Barney, let's not forget also that with all the talk about the Winston Cup Point Championship, Kenny Schrader is only 36 points out of fifth, only nine points ahead of seventh, only 28 points ahead of eighth. So this very, very critical. So to the battle for 10th and 11th and 12th, only 10 points separate drivers like Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Harry Gann. So let's not lose sight of all of those separate battles in and around the Winston Cup championship battle. Kenny Schrader took the car, came on the pit road. We thought he might go down to his pits, but apparently there is quite a bit of damage on the car. He turns through the pit wall and will take the car to the garage area, and we'll get a report there as quickly as we can, but we are under the first car of the day.
We are at Phoenix International Raceway, a jewel of the racetrack in the southwestern desert just outside of Phoenix. It's a racetrack that has given a lot of drivers a handful over the years, including one young Bobby Labonte, who is here driving the Maxwell House Ford. He gives us his look at this racetrack as we tour the speedway in the Maxwell House hot lap. When I come into the Phoenix racetrack, there's a lot of things to see. There's cactus in the infield. There's mountains all around. There's a bridge going across the racetrack. But when I'm in the race car, I don't see none of that. Going into turn one, the racetrack seems to funnel down into a, a single-lane racetrack. As the sun sets right here, it gets in your eyes. The car feels real good right here. It, it, it doesn't roll over. It kind of stands up. It's going to be a little tight right here. you got to wait on it for it to turn. Back in the throttle wide open off turn two. And this comes to a weird part of the racetrack. As I exit turn two, it seems like the wall disappears on the right. It only does because this is where they let cars in and out of the racetrack. And now the wall is 50 feet away at the middle of the back straightaway. It's a trioval down the back straightaway. You run right down to the bottom, swing right back out to the fence going into turn three. This is probably the trickiest corner on the racetrack. It's flat. You let off. You use a lot of brake. The car seems to really slide a lot right here. You get back in the throttle in the middle of the three, and you got to feather it for just a little bit till you get just right, then you're back wide open off turn four. The last thing that you got to watch out for off turn four is the wall comes out right at you. you got to really be careful not to get up into it. Want to know what one of the most popular spots in the NASCAR garage area is each morning? It's the Maxwell House Racing Team's trailer because there's always plenty of hot, steaming Maxwell House coffee there. And there's nothing like the good-to-the-last-drop flavor of Maxwell House to start any day off right. There's a crowd on hot afternoons, too, trying Capio, the refreshing iced cappuccino from Maxwell House. Make your coffee the official coffee of NASCAR. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. Pace car behind the pit wall. We're set to go back to green. They're continue to work on Kenny Schrader's car. We'll get an update there in just a moment. Meanwhile, the green flag goes in the air. Mark Martin, the leader, takes off. Dick Trickle right behind him, single file, as they work in turn one. Bill Elliott wides in third. Rusty Wallace back in fourth. And Sterling Marlin in fifth. Here's Jeff Gordon going wide, looking to the outside of Ernie Irvin. He'll quickly, though, tuck it back in line and go single file to turn three. Single file all the way back through the top 15 cars, down the back straightaway and into the entrance of turn number three. About a half a length between the leader, Martin, and second place, Trickle. Here's Bill Elliott slipping wide. Rusty Wallace can't get down underneath him. Back around 18th spot. Give a position there to Lake Speed. He moves to the inside of Steve Grissom in his second ever Winston Cup race. Single file among those top 25 now back to turn one. One car working side by side. And in turn one is Kyle Petty to the inside of Morgan Shepard. This is back in about the 25th position. They'll go side by side through the turns. Finally, Kyle picks up the spot coming off turn two. And everyone at the head of the pack still running now. Nose to tail again. Bill Elliott slides wide. Rusty Wallace trying to get down underneath him off of turn can't get it done. And they'll put nine laps on the scoreboard when they cross the line from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Eleven laps in the books. Problems for Jimmy Spencer in turn number two, but he saves the cars. He got way wide up into the marbles, if you will, but manages to save it on lap number 11. Mark Martin is the race leader, and we'll get the interval here as he comes past the start-finish line in the span of just eight laps. He is pulled away by a nine-tenths of a second advantage on second spot. Bill Elliott's trying to get that second spot now from Dick Trickle as he sticks the nose of the Budweiser forward down low. Gets a fender alongside. He'll go for it on the back straightaway. And while Elliott's trying to get around 
Trickle. Rusty Wallace is all over Elliott's back bumper. Elliott will get up alongside Trickle for second. He's down the bottom. The car slides up a half a lane. Wallace is going to go by Trickle on the bottom as well. Rusty moves up into the third position as Mark Martin continues to pull away a little bit more at the line. They go back into turn number one. Let's quickly check in the garage with Winston Kelly. Well, there's a lot of work still going on on the Kodiak Chevrolet. Ken Howes and the crew have swarmed all over the green and white Chevrolet. And as Eli mentioned, he's in a tight battle himself in the Winston Cup points. He's in sixth place. He's only 36 behind fifth running Morgan Shepard. He's only nine ahead of seventh running Kyle Petty. David Oliver, the rest of the crew, are working on the car. There's a lot of damage to the left side of the automobile. Kenny's sitting here watching it. Kenny, not how we wanted to meet again this early. What happened out there? Well, we just somebody was going to get their nose in a hole that was closing up, but they just insisted, so... You know, they made it. Trouble in turn two. A couple of cars spin out over here. First, it was Sterling Marlin who got bumped from the rear. The car spun completely around. Jeff Bodine also involved. He got on the binders, went high to miss some of the spinning traffic, and Bodine may have the worst of this as Marlin has been able to refire his car and drive away. The left rear of Bodine's car severely damaged, although he is refiring his Ford. Now it's trying to drive away. That seems to be the trouble spot this afternoon going into that corner in one and two. And, Joe, it looks like if you get out maybe a couple of lanes up, maybe a two and a half lanes up and hit that loose stuff up there, the car really takes off toward the wall. Eli mentioned a few moments ago the marbles up there that there seems to be a multitude of them because you're right. Everybody who gets up there out of the lowermost groove of the racetrack is certainly going to go around. And here's a couple of more examples of that. Jeff Bodine has just climbed out of his car, slammed his helmet down, showing disgust here. and looks like he's not going to be able to continue today. Boy, it has been really an, an inauspicious start, so to speak, for Jeff Bodine once he moved into his new car. I think he's had three cars has gotten torn up now in about the last four races. So Jeff Bodine, not a happy camper here this afternoon. Sterling Marlin also involved in that. And we'll keep you updated uh, as to what they do to those two cars here in just a moment. Fifteen laps are on the scoreboard. We're already working the second caution flag of the day. And it looks like it might be an afternoon of yellow fever. Could be one of those afternoons. Last year here, there were seven cautions for 34 laps. So you never know exactly what's going to unfold today. Let's check back into the garage quickly because we were in the middle of a comment from Ken Schrader who we had to cover the accident in the corner. Winston? Well, Kenny walked back into his trailer. He's uh, very disappointed, understandably slow, the winningest driver here at Phoenix. He said another driver just got into him, didn't care to elaborate on who that was on the air, but uh, said just somebody a little bit over-anxious early in the race, and uh, Kenny's hoping the car can get back in so he can get some of those valuable Winston Cup points. Sterling Marlin brought his car onto pit road. Morgan Shepard is in right now. Lake Speed is in in the Bud Moore car. Let's cover some of those stops down toward turn one. Morgan Shepard is in. They're getting four tires. The Wood Brothers and a chassis adjustment. Just uh, four tires for Sterling Marlin. He sends his uh, Ford back onto the racetrack. Uh, that's the only cars down on this end of the pit lane pitting uh, during this caution play. Everybody else will stay on the speedway right now. Let's go back up to Joe Moore and turn one for an update there. They're trying to load Jeff O'Dine's car up on a flatbed. They've uh, pulled it over, and again, a lot of severe damage on the left rear of the car. Jeff did climb out of the car, and he seems to be okay, but uh, the damage is so severe, it doesn't look like they'll be able to continue with the family channel forward. So a tough break for Jeff Bodine right there. I tell you, it's going to be a quick pace here today. That's one thing you can assume if you take away the caution periods because 14 different drivers broke the old track qualifying record. That obviously is another of the byproducts of a totally new paving job here at Phoenix. But with those new paved jobs come the inevitable problems if you get too far out of the groove and hence two cautions here early. 17 laps complete in the Slick 5500. It defies the status quo. Feel the power and excitement 
Ford Total Performance hits the way to go. The 210 horse Grand Prix GTP. Ready and able to set you free. The new Grand Prix. It's pure driving excitement. To make beef stew from scratch. Then my husband and I started going to the races and I didn't have time. So now I buy Bunker Hill beef stew. Bunker Hill's got tender chunks of real beef and less fat than other leading brands. Shoot, it's 97% fat free. Now, if I offer to make homemade beef stew, my husband says, Don't go to all that trouble. Open a can of Bunker Hill. That boy's either being real sweet or he's trying to tell me something. Bunker Hill, flat out better than the rest. Saturday, November 13th, NASCAR Busch Series Racing from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Live coverage of the Slick 50 300 begins at 1.15 on MRN Radio. One more lap and they'll go back to green from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. The green flag back in the air, 19 laps complete of 312, single file among the top dozen as they steamroll back to turn one. But behind the top dozen is where they start to fan out a little bit. Now they too quickly get back in line. Kyle Petty was trying to move up on Harry Gant. He'll go single file while the front group goes straight down the back stretch. It is Martin, Wallace, Elliott, Trickle, and Urban. Then Gordon, Rick Mast, Brett Bodine, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Dale Earnhardt. Rusty Wallace not going to wait at all. As he comes off turn number four, he just simply dives under Mark Martin, keeps his foot in it. The car sticks, and he's going after the lead in turn one. Rusty is there and finally clears Mark Martin's car. Elliott now will step up and try to do likewise. But Martin won't fall back. He'll pull up alongside Rusty Wallace and re-challenge for the lead. It's about a half a length in front of Wallace down the back straightaway now, and in fact clears him as they come to the entrance of turn number three. So Mark Martin now back out in front. He goes a little wide in turn three. Wallace can't get underneath him in four. Now Rusty Wallace did lead that last lap, so he does have the five bonus points now for this day for leading at least one lap. He touched it here a month ago, and right now, Joe, it's paying off. Single file. They'll go, and Mark Martin will hold on to the top spot. The battle back and forth now. Ernie Irvin down on the inside of Dick Trickle. They'll race side-by-side side for that spot. Running right behind those two, those two, Jeff Gordon and Rick Mast. Irvin will get the spot. Trickle allows him to slide under, but can't get back down before Jeff Gordon jumps in the hole at the bottom of the track. Here comes Rick Mast alongside. And Dick Trickle caught on that outside groove. Not the place to be coming off the corner or going into the turn. He may lose another position, and Trickle begins to slide back a bit. Meanwhile, the front three nose to tail over in turn two. Rusty Wallace is putting the pressure on Mark Martin once again, trying to get that inside line coming up off turn two, but again he fails and will fall back in behind Martin. About one car length back to third place Bill Elliott, then about five car lengths back to fourth place Ernie Irvin and fifth place Jeff Gordon. Martin swings wide again in the corner. Wallace drinks down low. Good battle further back at 15th position where Kyle Petty muscles to the inside of the McDonald's car, sending Hutch Strickland back one more spot and allowing Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer to try and close their own private 
it battle rages now for 17th and 18th. Spencer drives it in low down on the inside of turn one as Waltrip scoots up a little bit high in turn one. Waltrip brings it back down, shuts the lane off, and Spencer is forced to fall back in behind him. Steve Grissom will try and jump to the outside of Jimmy Spencer on the back straightaway. Runs out of real estate. He'll fall back in line single file. Jimmy Spencer's car working a little better than it was earlier. He was having all kinds of trouble getting through turns one and two, but for now, the car seems to be taking a good line through both ends of the racetrack. We're looking at 24 laps complete in the slick 5500 here at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon with Mark Martin about a car length and a half ahead right now of Rusty Wallace back in turn three. Martin slides down to the bottom side of the corner now, twists the wheel around the car, slides up about a lane off the yellow stripe at the safety apron, now buries the throttle off the corner. As they come back to start finish, the leader is Martin, Wallace second, Elliott third, Urban fourth, Gordon fifth, Mast sixth, Trickle is seventh, eighth now Brett Bodine ahead of Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. That's a ninth and tenth positions, eleventh now is Dale Earnhardt, twelfth is Bobby Labonte, in thirteenth is Chuck Bounds, fourteenth is Harry Gant, fifteenth is Kyle Petty. That's where the racing is right now as Bounds slides a little wide off the second corner. Here's Gant trying to get underneath him. Kyle Petty will look to Gant's outside as Harry backs off. Bound covers the low groove. Kyle is caught up on the high side. That's the best race on the speedway right now between those three cars. As they come out of turn number four, Kyle takes a look at the outside of Harry Gant. Decides, I'm going to try and get him as he goes into the corner, and he's going to do it the hard way on the outside. This will get the race for the 14th position, won by Kyle Petty as Harry Gant tries to get back in line. May not be able to do it before Hunt Strickland takes that spot. And a challenge for ninth spot. Ricky Rudd trying to slide underneath Dale Jarrett at the entrance of turn number three. Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Labonte lurk right behind. Jarrett allows the inside lane to open up. Here comes Rudd down low. Ricky tries to throw the nose of his Chevy inside the nose of Dale Jarrett's Chevrolet. It will work at the stripe. Give Ricky Rudd that position by inches. They battle back to turn one. Dale Jarrett still hanging tough on the outside lane. He scoots a little high. Rudd's able to get by. Earnhardt next to nine. He's up at the rear deck of Ricky Rudd, but Earnhardt fails. The car slips a bit. He loses two spots. He'll lose a spot as Bobby Labonte goes by on his outside and farther ahead. A challenge for the fifth spot. Rick Mass dives inside of Jeff Gordon. Rick Mass down to the bottom of the racetrack. Gets a good run coming off the corner. That's a drag race across the start-finish line. Back into turn number one. And Dale Earnhardt, Joe Moore, almost turned that car around. I think might have a lesser driver might have stuck it right in the wall. He was down on the inside lane of the racetrack trying to make the move and couldn't do it. The car broke loose and the back end just about came around. He did a good job getting out of the throttle, getting on the brakes and saved it. Although, as we told you, he lost a couple of spots in the process. Earnhardt has dropped back to 12th and he's going to lose that spot. Here's Kyle Petty diving to his inside in turn three. So Earnhardt back in 13th. Chuck Bowen looks underneath him in four. Chuck Bowen throws the Rulo brothers' car inside of Earnhardt. Can't make it stick. Harry Gant also having a few problems. He'll backslide to 18th position here. 29 laps complete. Mark Martin, the race leader. Today's broadcast of the Slick 5500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Phoenix International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or the use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. And the front four all of a sudden now break away. They have a, almost a half a straightaway on the rest of the field as they continue to wind around here. Let's go to the pits. Dale Earnhardt's pit. Just talked to Richard Childress. He said the car is very tight right now. He went underneath, uh, trying to get underneath the car there a while ago. And when he did that, the front end pushed out. Then the car got real loose and he had to back off. But the car is extremely tight. 
And Richard said the overcast is uh, playing havoc with us right now, but they hope to change it on the first stop. Boy, everybody we talked to yesterday afternoon after that final practice session said Earnhardt is one of the strongest cars out there, and he may go to the front in a hurry and be the gentleman we'll be chasing all day, but that has not materialized. In fact, Earnhardt right now has about five cars that are knocking on his door as he heads up to turn three. He's trying to hang on to the 13th spot, but he's got Dale Jarrett, Hutch Strickland, Darrell Waltrip, Jimmy Spencer, Chuck Bowne, Harry Gadd, Michael Waltrip. They're all running his back bumper off of turn four. Terry Labonte's on the move. He'll grab a position from the Steve Grissom automobile as they work out of the corner. This has been a pretty good racetrack for Labonte, who, by the way, starts his 443rd consecutive Winston Cup race here today. The leaders work the back straightaway now here at lap number 32. Mark Martin is the current leader. If you're just joining us, Dick Trickle led the first three laps. Then Martin from laps four through 19. Rusty Wallace got his five-point bonus by leading lap number 20. Then Mark Martin reassumed the lead on 21. That's how we work right now here in the early stages with the leader in turn two. Good racing back for about the 12th position. Matter of fact, from there on back, that pack is led by Dale Earnhardt. Hunt Strickland has broken away from all the traffic, but behind him, it's Darrell Walters, Jimmy Spencer. They're fixing it up. Dale Jarrett trying to pull underneath Spencer. Also, the Chuck Bound car and Harry Gant racing side by side on the back stretch. And Kyle Petty continues trying to march towards the front after starting way back in the 27th spot. He's racing underneath Bobby Labonte for 10th in the corner. Kyle Petty's car has been strong all weekend long here. They found a good handling setup and they felt like they could get to the front of the field. He'll move up that position as he gets around Bobby Labonte to move a little bit closer to the front. If you join our broadcast late, Kenny Schrader went out of the event a little bit early this afternoon when he got tagged in the rear and got shoved into the wall down in turns one and two. Jeff Bodine also has had his car taken to the garage area. Winston Kelly, have you been able to catch up with Jeff or his whereabouts know where he is right now? Well, we talked to Jeff for a little bit and then uh, he went into the truck to uh said things just got awful tight up there. They're still working on the Family Channel Ford. Paul Andrews and the crew cutting off the left front quarter panel. A lot of damage to the deck lid, the rear deck lid of the car. They're cutting off part of the uh, left rear deck lid of the car. They're bringing some suspension parts down from one of the backup cars that they carry on their hauler. And uh, just looking at Kathy Bodine, who's walking to the back of the trailer, said Jeff will be out in just a moment. We'll get a comment from him. And those two men in the garage, Schrader and Jeff Bodine, will now be joined by West Coast driver Dirk. Stevens, the state of Washington driver, apparently losing an engine as he works down the back straightaway. 37 laps on the board. Dale Earnhardt still backsliding just a bit. We'll pick up that story in a moment. When Daryl Waltrip's at work, a tire problem could ruin his day. Like you, I need the right tires at the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. Western Auto's wide assortment of name brand tires are at unbeatable low prices every day. And you can always count on Western Auto for mounting, balancing, and alignment seven days a week. Western Auto installs your tires fast with their 58-minute tire installation guarantee. Mounted in 58 minutes or less. The right tires, the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. 
caution on the speedway. It came out just a moment ago. Oil in the middle of the back straightaway, and Pitt Road is just about the entire field pulls in behind the pace cars. He went on down the straightaway. They duck onto Pitt Road, and here comes everybody in. Mark Martin, the leader, is in. Bill Elliott's in. Ernie Irvin is in. Rick Mast will cover some of those stops. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, Bill Elliott is uh, kind of in the middle of the pit row here, so he was the first car to actually get to his pits and stop. They've got the right side done on the car already. They're going around to the left side to finish it up. Dale Jarrett, Harry Gant, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Lake Speed's going to be in. Uh, Jimmy Spencer's in. They're all doing four tires on their car. Uh, they're waiting. Uh, John Andretti's crew's waiting for him as uh, Rick Wilson's in. John Andretti just now comes in. They're going to do four on his car as, as with Bobby Ellen. They're going to uh, fill them up, get them back on the racetrack. Very busy down in turn one also, Jim Phillips. Great stop for the Robert Gates team as they win the race off the pit lane. Elliott came out second, looked like, and then Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace uh, also pitting down here. Dale Earnhardt came in. They did a chassis adjustment on this car, changed the tires. Chuck Bass, his crew having an awful lot of problems. They're still changing the tires. They changed four tires, lost a lot of positions on the pit lane. The body's been in. Darrell Walter has been in. All the cars down here been in. Four tires and gasoline. The story on this in the pit lane. So everybody in for routine service. A few cars cha- uh, choosing not to pit. That will include Sterling Marlin, who had a problem earlier in the day in that caution on lap number 15. The other three drivers who had not pitted were those already a lap down. So Sterling Marlin now working his way back to the front by virtue of no pit stop. To the garage again. Let's get a further update from Winston Kelly. Well, we can hear in the background a lot of hammering going on on uh, Jeff Bodine's car. Jeff has come out of his uh, trailer. Jeff early afternoon for you. What happened out there? He got run into, uh, you know, I, nobody runs into anybody out here on purpose, but Hut Strickland behind me, uh, there was an accident in turn two. Uh, I'd slow down a little bit. He just ran into me and uh, turned me around and slid up in the wall. You get turned around going into turn one here, you're going to hit the wall. You can't stay out of it. Uh, just unfortunate. We had a good race car. Uh, you know, the Family Channel sponsoring us. We had, We've, we wanted to stay out there a little longer for them, and, of course, the team. They've worked so hard, and, you know, this is uh, Alan Quickie would want to race here. We'd like to have done it again with his memory, but they're working on the car. I don't know if we'll get back out. I don't know if I want to go back out there. It's pretty discouraging to get wrecked this early. That's Jeff Bodine, an early afternoon here at Phoenix. The Slick 5500 in its early stages, 40 laps complete. We welcome those of you tuned in on some 342 radio stations today in 33 states. And that includes two new affiliates for us, KXAM here in Phoenix, Arizona, and KOW in Las Vegas, Nevada, a town that will be seeing an influx of NASCAR personnel as soon as this race is over. Of course, going strictly for medicinal purposes, but uh, going nevertheless uh, as soon as activity wrap up here in Phoenix today. Yeah, that airplane's going to be slammed full of NASCAR folks tonight going across the mountains, that's for sure. We're under caution. We'll take a break from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. We are wrapping up the third caution flag of the afternoon with Sterling Marlin now being posted as the race leader. We have a 91.384 mile an hour average speed of the 41 laps thus far. Mark Martin has led 34 of those in the garage area. Dirk Stevens, the West Coast driver responsible, at least equipment wise, for this most recent caution. Winston Kelly? Dirk, early afternoon for you. What happened? Uh, we broke a motor, you know. We had to take a provisional starting position uh, for today's race. You know, we broke our brand new good motor we had in there first day of. Uh, actually before qualifying, you know, and uh, 
put in our backup motor that we had a couple of races on. We just, uh, you know, being the West Coast guys and all, we're a little underfunded on big teams, you know. So we are just going to go out there and buy some time, you know. Car was working real good, but they just pulled me pretty good down the straightaway. So early afternoon for us, you know. But uh, we had a real good year out on the West Coast. Uh, wrapped up the rookie year, second place in points. Won three races, you know. And uh, it was an exceptional year. Too bad every, all my bad luck came down to this weekend because we were really looking to do good this weekend. Washington's Dirk Stevens out this afternoon. Pace car behind the pit wall. We're set to go back to green flag racing. Sterling Marlin is the leader. He did not pit now, remember. He made a stop a little bit earlier. Right behind him is Ernie Irvin and Bill Elliott as they get down to business in turn one. Marlin stretches it out by a car length and a half over Ernie Irvin. Elliott falls in line at third all single file. Further back, some of the lead lap cars make moves around the lap cars. Here's Brett Bodine swinging wide around one of those lap machines. Rick Bass makes that move as well in the back stretch. Challenge for third spot. Mark Martin dives down underneath Bill Elliott. Sterling Marlin's car breaks loose in three. Here's Irvin underneath him for the lead. So here comes Ernie Irvin off the low side of the racetrack with Marlin getting back in line if he can at fourth, if not fifth. Ernie Irvin becomes yet another leader of the Slick 5500. Here's Rusty Wallace now going for the fourth spot, diving to the inside of Sterling Marlin. He'll pick up that spot coming off the turn, and now Mark Martin bears down on a battle for the lead. Challenges down to the inside of Ernie Irvin, halfway down the back straightaway. He's got a fender up alongside. Entrance to turn number three. He's right alongside. Martin slides up the racetrack. Irvin has to go way wide. Martin comes out with the lead. Just barely by half a car length is Mark Martin ahead as they hit the front straightaway. Working back into turn number one, Ernie Irvin really drives hard into the corner. He is alongside again over in turn two. Irvin's not giving up. He's an outside groove trying to pull even again with Mark Martin, but Martin gets the good jump up off turn number two. He'll regain the lead as they hit in turn three. So Martin's Ford moves out in front of Irvin's Ford and Elliott's Ford. Then the Pontiac of Rusty Wallace holding down fourth. Sterling Marlin runs fifth. Brett Bodine sixth. Here in the back of the field around 30th position, some good heads up racing and close quarters. Bobby Hillen, the uh, Todd Bodine car, a couple of other machines all bouncing off each other. Everybody has kind of kept their position. They went three wide here on the main straightaway, straightened out and kept on trucking. That's what Mark Martin's doing now, leading on the backstretch. He's got about two car lengths on. Ernie Irvin, who's got Bill Elliott glued to his back bumper, and Rusty Wallace right up tight as well. Those cars having a lot of trouble hugging the bottom of the racetrack in the middle of this corner. Dale Earnhardt now, man on the move. He'll bypass Darrell Waltrip, grabbing 13th position. So Earnhardt, obviously benefiting from the pit stops a moments ago, will now have to come upon a two-by-two -two battle with Spencer and Rudd. Jimmy Spencer using the inside lane. will get by the tied Chevrolet of Ricky Rudd. And Earnhardt now looks to the inside of Rudd. Off turn number two, Earnhardt is there with a fender up alongside. Earnhardt running 13th, trying to get by 12th place Rudd and 11th place Spencer. Nothing doing right now. They'll all go single file into the middle of the corner. Spencer and Rudd both slide up. Here's Earnhardt. Diving for the bottom. Earnhardt really goes for that spot. Gets underneath Ricky Rudd. They touched a little bit coming out of the corner, but he grabs it. Now Darrell Waltrip's working on Ricky Rudd as they hit turn one. Rudd's car just won't stick at the bottom of the racetrack. He's coming up off the bottom lane each time here in turn one and coming off turn two. It's cost him a couple of spots. Now another as Darrell Waltrip gets by. And Dale Earnhardt trying to find a way around Jimmy Spencer at the entrance of turn number three and move himself up into the top ten. Spencer's car slides wide again. Earnhardt tries to dig down underneath him. But Jimmy Spencer Spencer comes back down to the low side of the racetrack out of turn number four. Earnhardt elects to just bide his time here while Waltrip, Rudd, Gant all try and close in to the rear deck of Earnhardt. Double single file this time into turn one up front. Mark Martin stretches it out by about five carlings over Ernie Irvin, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace. And here's that challenge by Earnhardt again. Halfway down the back straightaway, he's drawn alongside Jimmy Spencer as they come into the entrance of the corner. He grabs the spot. Earnhardt a little closer to the front. As we said last week, you really got to give a lot of credit to both Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace for what 
It's at stake for these two to win the Winston Cup championship and well over a million dollars at stake for the gentleman who can do that. But they're racing like it's just the beginning of the season. Neither one has slacked off an ounce, and they're dueling with whoever they run up on. doesn't matter. In the case of Earnhardt a week ago at Rockingham, he and Jimmy Spencer are really going at it. They're still at it again over in turn three. Earnhardt is running in the 11th spot. Now Spencer is back in 12th. There's a good distance of a racetrack for Earnhardt to make up before he'll catch 10th place Jeff Gordon. The leader is Mike Martin. Ernie Irvin second. Bill Elliott third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Sterling Marlin is back to fifth. Sixth now is Brett Bodine. Seventh belongs to Kyle Petty. Rick Mast runs in eighth. Dick Trickle is ninth. Tenth is Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt runs in 11th. Jimmy Spencer is 12th. Darrell Waltrip goes 13th. 14th is Ricky Rudd. Harry Gant 15th. Hutt Strickland runs in 16th. 17th is Bobby Labonte. Then 18th belongs to Wally Dallenbach. Michael Waltrip has his short track car here today. He's running 19th and Steve Grissom is 20th. It's an interesting combination of race track cars here. Bill Elliott has his Rockingham car here. But Michael Waltrip, as we say, has the car he drove with at Martinsville and North Wilkesboro. It's a kind of mixed bag racetrack. Yeah, everybody we talked to, even Harry Gantz said, I tried to get my guys to bring the Martinsville car. He said, I think that would work here as well as any setup we could have brought, but I don't think they did. But there is a, an interesting combination of cars that have run at different tracks of great length, whether it be a mile and a half, two miles, or a short track like Martinsville. Continue to wind around here. We'll look at the scoreboard, and just 52 laps are complete. We've had about three caution flags here this afternoon. Oil, the latest one, on the track in the back straightaway. 52 laps complete as they continue to work around here. One of the best battles on the speedway has been involving Kyle Petty for the last five or six laps around. Kyle has been really working his way out of traffic, even when they dropped the green this afternoon, working positions, getting to the front. Boy, he almost lost that car coming out of turn number four that time, and... Brett Bodine sees an opening and goes after him in turn one. Kyle was trying to get the fifth spot from Sterling Barnett in the process. As you say, Barney, he slipped, and now Brett Bodine closes in, gets up on the bumper of the mellow yellow Pontiac, and Rick Bass has joined that fray as well. But now in the back straightaway, Bodine falls about a half a length off of Kyle Petty's back bumper. Rusty Wallace swings way wide in four. He had a little trouble getting through this end of the racetrack this lap as well. It looks to be a routine racetrack, but it really is anything but. Wayne Jacks now has his car pushed behind the wall here on on the uh, turn four end of the main straightaway. He's not gone all the way to the garage area, but the driver from Las Vegas, Nevada, has after repeated pit stops, finally pushed the car behind the wall. The, crowd, the uh, crew now swarming all over that race car, trying to get it back into racing trim. 54 laps complete. The leader, Mark Martin, beginning to lap some of the cars on the speedway. He'll move around Rich Woodland, the California driver here, still relatively early in the race in Phoenix. In a typical race in the NASCAR Car Winston Cup Series. Gentlemen. The top speed can be about 200 miles an hour. Start the prize money could be over $100,000. And the gasoline that fuels the winner will be 76. Chosen by more NASCAR winners than all other brands combined. For performance you can count on, go with the spirit. The spirit of 76. For Winston Cup fans who want racing clothing, your nearest High Lake Myers Furniture Store has it all. Signature jackets, sweats, tees, and caps featuring Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, Bill Elliott, and of course Bobby Gillen. All at prices a lot lower than you'd find elsewhere. Plus, while quantities last, get remaining merchandise featuring the late great Davy Allison at 50% off. It's all in the fast lane. And all as close as your nearest High Lake Myers Furniture Store. 
57 laps complete in the Slick 5500 here at Phoenix this afternoon. The leader continues to be Mark Martin. Ernie Urban rides second. Bill Elliott's third. And from the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. We are at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon, the next to the last race of the 1993 NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Right now, at this very minute, 67 points separate the top two men, Dale Earnhardt from Rusty Wallace. Rusty has already led a lap here today, picked up the five bonus points, while Dale Earnhardt has yet to lead on the racetrack. Wallace running in the fourth spot, Earnhardt running in 11th. So in all actuality, the point margin a bit less than that 67 as we work here at lap 60 one of 312. Mark Martin is the race leader. He is just starting to put some laps on a number of cars now as we continue under green. Ron Hornaday Jr. going down a lap. Likewise, Loy Allen, who is driving the Country Time car. Boy, what an announcement for Country Time this week. They've got Neil Bonnet showed up for 1994. A limited schedule granted, but that's a heck of a shot in the arm. A good break for Neil getting back in Country Time. Couldn't have gotten a, a better representative for their team and for the product. I think that'll be a good combination there, I talked to Neil. He was real excited about it. Uh, they're going to run a variety of racetracks. They'll run some super speedways. They'll run some intermediate tracks, and I understand they plan to run some short tracks. So it's a good opportunity for Neil Bonnet to get back on a semi-regular basis at the country time to further expand their involvement in NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Down in the garage area, still work underway on the Wayne Jacks automobile while Mark Martin continues to lead on the racetrack. Let's take a quick update from Winston. Well, they're still working on the car. The crew's looking underneath it. Wayne, what's the problem on the car? I can't hear you. It looks like we've got a little valve problems. I dropped the cylinder. The car's running hot. Uh, we're looking at it now trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Nevada's Wayne Jack still behind the wall. They hope to get it back in. We're looking right now, 63 laps complete here on the scoreboard. Some good racing going on a little further back in the pack. Mark Martin has pulled away from Rusty Wallace, who currently is the fourth-place car, by almost three seconds right now. So the separation beginning to build for the leader as he really works his way around here. But back in the pack, been a good race going on for the last four laps around between Dick Trickle and Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. That's in front of Joe Moore in turn two. They're racing for ninth and tenth. Trickle leads the pack, tries to move to the inside off turn number two, and Gordon looks outside. Earnhardt just waits for a way to make a move by all that traffic. Waiting for one of those drivers to slip to find a way underneath. Earnhardt has tried to go under Gordon the last three laps. He's going to try it again in four as Gordon tries to go to the outside of Trickle. Those cars come out of turn number four. Trickle holds his line to the inside groove, so the multicolored DuPont Chevrolet will go to the outside of Trickle back into the corner. Gordon picks up ninth. Earnhardt says, okay, I'll try that outside lane as well. He tries to pull even with Trickle. The car doesn't stick momentarily in turn two. Now he's got it hooked up off the corner down the back stretch. And so Earnhardt grabs the 10th spot dropping trickle back to 11th and that side-by-side racing has allowed 12th place Darrell Waltrip and 13th place Jimmy Spencer to close in. They've been going at it pretty good. Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer also behind that three-car battle we were just talking about a moment ago. Ricky Rudd having a good solid run here this afternoon. Harry Gantz said, I like this new racing surface. He was the one that told me yesterday afternoon, I think we'll see a lot of door-to-door racing. But just a moment ago, we were talking here in the booth about the practice on Friday and Saturday here, Jim Phillips. It was a very hot day, both days here at the racetrack. Today, it's kind of an overcast situation. I got a feeling a lot of guys had a setup in the car, figuring it might be real hot and slick out there today, or warm at least. I think that's one of the reasons we're not seeing more cars up in the front of the pack battling for the top four or five spots. I'd say most of the cars out there right now, they're like Dale Earnhardt, we talked about him earlier, running a little tighter than normal. They had, uh, adjusted for a, a much hotter surface, 
And of course, we've had a race since uh, they practiced uh, on Friday, got ready for this racetrack. They had one shot yesterday afternoon. I talked to one driver. He said, I want to try a few things yesterday afternoon, but we ran out of time. So I don't know what kind of car I'm going to have, and that was Kyle Petty. But he is moving up uh, on the racetrack, but most of these cars, I'd say right now, are running a little bit tighter than they'd like to. The race that Jim was talking about was the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour. Scott Hansen picking up the win here yesterday at Phoenix International. Dave Williams, at 55 years of age, became Rookie of the Year in the Southwest Tour. And Ron Hornaday is the Winston uh, Featherlight Southwest Tour Series National Champion. Also was the highest qualified Winston West driver here today. So all of that taking place yesterday. And it all does affect, it's not cold here today, mind you. We're in the 70s. Nothing like the uh, chill that is uh, caught the Atlantic seaboard, but nevertheless, it's down a bit from the high temperatures of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Makes a big difference, too, with the sun being not out today and being overcast as it was uh, yesterday and Friday. We talked about the sun being very bright and that racing surface being awfully hot. Today, it's a little bit cooler. You'll see a lot of adjustments made as the day goes by, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. 70 laps complete from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Well, you gain one, you lose one. As Ken Schrader returns from the garage area, Jimmy Hensley will likely be heading in that direction. A problem under the bridge between three and four. Hensley brought the Kodak Chevrolet into turn three in the back end, just snapped around on him, turned around in a big hurry, slid up the racetrack and bounced off the outside wall. The back end of the car kind of popped up into the air, and he came to rest right under the bridge. He's now just fired the car up and driven away, but the back end is very heavily damaged on that Chevrolet. He makes a hard turn through the pit wall and will take that car directly to the garage area, and likely they'll go to work on it and try to get him back out there if it isn't damaged too severely. And right behind him, here comes the lead pack of cars. Mark Martin brings the field down pit road behind Mark. In comes Ernie Irvin, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace, Kyle Petty, Sterling Marlin, Brett Bodine, Jeff Gordon is in, Rick Mast is in. All these stops being made right here at the start-finish line as the quick cars get in. Let's cover Rusty Wallace's stop. The crew going to work on the right side. Brad Parrott putting the right rear on. Brother Todd handing him the tire. Scott Robinson wheels around. It's going to be a four-tire stop. Michael Waltrip is in, along with Steve Grissom. Vic Trickle in. Terry Labonte is in. Wally Dolan back. And Ted Musgrave. Rusty Wallace is off and away in under 20 seconds. Now up to Jim Phillips. Mark Martin is in. Ernie Irvin is in. Jeff Gordon is in. Dale Earnhardt is in. They're changing the left side tires right now in his car. Here comes Chuck Bound in. Bobby Labonte is in. Darrell Waltrip, Morgan Shepard, Brett Bodine. And also, we have the number eight car for Sterling Marlin in for service on this end. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, had Derek Cope, uh, Bobby Hill, and Rick Wilson was in, changing four tires on their cars. Uh, as Bill Elliott, uh, Dale Jarrett is still setting in. They've been doing a lot of chassis work on the car. The car is tight with them. They've been trying to stiffen up the rear so uh, so the rear will have a, you know, kind of slip out from them a little bit and uh, let the car turn. Harry Gant, Lake Speed, uh, uh, Ron Hornaday was in, so they getting four tires, getting gas, and these guys are ready to go again, except for the 18 car of Dale Jarrett. They just keep changing on that thing, trying to get it handled. It looked like Kenny Schrader had brought his car out of the garage and gone back onto the racetrack. He'll be many, many laps behind, about 69, as a matter of fact, behind the rest of the field, but he has come back onto the speedway. The race off pit road was won by Jeff Gordon. Good pit stop for his team. They get him out first. Mark Martin comes out right behind him. Then Ernie Irvin, Kyle Petty, Bill Elliott, and Harry Gant. MRN Radio brings you complete coverage 
here this afternoon, but we don't stop here. We follow the NASCAR and Winston Cup Series almost every week, so why not take time right now and call or write the radio station you're listening to and thank them for airing MRN radio broadcast because listener response is the only way a radio station can determine what programs to broadcast. To let you know what station you're listening to, we'll pause 10 seconds on MRN radio for station identification. Here at the Phoenix International Raceway, we've had a rash of yellow fever. Normally, you don't have that many cautions here, but already we have had four this afternoon. Jimmy Hensley, the latest one, bringing out the yellow flag. When the car got into the wall up in turns three and four toward Allen Bestwick, they have taken the car back to the garage area. And from where we are, we can see they are continuing to work on it. We'll get an update there in just a moment. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. We've had a brief delay in the race, but it looks like we're ready to restart. The pace car is coming on. Wait a minute. Who's driving the pace car? I got my binoculars. I see a top hat and gloves and a monocle. It's Mr. Peanut. But wait, he's driving the pace car back to the pits. And the drivers are following. What's he doing, Bob? Mr. Peanut's just bringing them back in for one more supply of planter's nuts so nobody gets hungry during the race. What a nut. If you're a racing nut, eat planters. They're nuts, too. Everybody loves this racing nut. Don't miss the intensity and excitement of the always thrilling Bush Clash, February 13th of Speed Weeks 94 at Daytona International Speedway. That's when the fastest of the fast of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series square off. Earnhardt, Wallace, Irvin, Petty, Martin, Schrader, and the rest of the 93 Bush Pole winners. They'll battle it out for 20 laps of in-your-face door-to-door racing. All this plus the ARCA 200 Hooters Cup Series race. Great tower seats are still available. Call 904-253-RACE. 75 laps complete of the Slick 5500 from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. We are at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon for the Slick 5500. The sun now starting to burn through the overcast here on the desert southwest. 90,000 race fans on hand, and it is just a great afternoon thus far. Jeff Gordon took only two tires on that pit stop of moments ago. Consequently, he is the race leader. Average speed, 93.909 miles an hour. Brian France just stepped into the booth. He and I were talking a few moments ago about uh, something I do. We all travel so much, as do all the folks who come to the racetracks. And you, you, know, you never know when your car is going to break down or whatever the problem is. And that roadside assistance is so very important. And uh, my family, we just signed up for that new NASCAR Advantage, which is a NASCAR originated uh, emergency road service program. It's a very unique idea, Brian. I appreciate it coming by because uh, I can see myself breaking down some dark roads somewhere and having to walk miles to a gas station, and that's not my style. Nobody likes to thumb through the yellow pages to try and find a wrecker or anything else. In fact, uh, this program is designed for extremely fast response time by all the wreckers and service vehicles that are in the system. It's 1-800-41-NASCAR. They'll get you signed up. 5495 and you know it covers your wife as well right that was a, a key also as much as we're gone and claudette said this might be a, a good move for us to make and you got all sorts i was looking through the uh, brochure that i got we signed up to get hotel and motel discounts rental car discounts and for the uh racing fan or doesn't get a chance to be at the track as we are lucky enough to do each and every week. You've got bumper stickers that you get and keychains and all sorts of uh, membership material geared around NASCAR. Where did this idea even originate? Because NASCAR is known for on the racetrack activities. Uh, Where did the idea come to branch out to the highways of America? 
Well, we think we have a tremendous insight on the automobile. We know a lot about quick response. We know a lot about uh, what our NASCAR fans uh, are looking for in a roadside program. Uh, We're just so excited at 841 NASCAR. You can join right now. This is probably one of the most uh, strong benefits package available. It just makes sense when you're on the road and you have a problem. It's so simple to call one number. We find the tow vehicle for you. You don't have to worry about it. They're on their way in hopefully 30 minutes or less. So, again, if you'd like to uh, get a membership application, 1-800-41-NASCAR. 1-800-41-NASCAR. Have you ever seen a crowd like this here? I'll tell you, Buddy Job's done a great job here at this racetrack and all, uh, repaving and what have you. But I've never seen this many on the mountainsides here and the grandstands long since sold out. It's a heck of a day. Incredible growth here at NASCAR. As you said, 90,000 on hand. In fact, uh, many of them are joining the NASCAR Advantage. 1-800-41-NASCAR. We appreciate it, Eli. Brian, good to see you. Brian France with us here in the booth. Quickly down to the garage, Jimmy Hensley still surveying damage to the Kodak car. Jimmy, an early afternoon for you. What happened out there? Well, Winston, I'd like to blame blame it on something, uh, you know, slick track or somebody got into it, but I was kind of by myself, and I just got in a little bit too high getting in the third corner and got in that gray stuff, and the car just come around. I couldn't catch up with it and got up in the wall. Fifth car he's driven this year. He'll be set to ride in number 55 next year, the Jasper Engines car. Jimmy Hensley out this afternoon. Jimmy Hensley behind the wall. The cars that aren't just take the green flag as we go back to full speed racing in turn one with Jeff Gordon, the leader. Mark Martin rides along in the second spot. Ernie Irvin is third, now clearing himself with some lap traffic. Kyle Petty is fourth, fifth now. Bill Elliott as they head down the back stretch. They work to the outside of a couple of lap cars. Sixth is Harry Gann, Rusty Wallace right now running seventh. Sterling Marlin, eighth. Dale Earnhardt is ninth, and Rick Mast runs tenth as Mark Martin dives underneath Jeff Gordon for the lead. So he'll reassume the lead, Mark Martin will. Fourth time today, he's been at the point. Gordon with only those two tires in the second spot. Ernie Irvin now running in third. Jim Phillips, what about the two-tire change? Uh, a calculated gamble. Trouble in turn one. John Andretti spins around, backs into the outside retaining wall, now rolls down in the running groove. Everyone scrambles down on the grassy apron here to avoid the car. Andretti sitting in the middle of the track here in turn one. Boy, he went into that wall, and I mean he hit it hard. It bounced the car clear back out in the middle of the racetrack. They'll race back to the start-finish line. Mark Martin will retain the lead. Jeff Gordon trails across second, and Ernie Irvin third. Let's go back to turn one. A lot of damage on the back of the Harris Teeter Chevrolet as he came into the turn. Looked like the same thing that happened to several other drivers here at this end of the track early this afternoon. He just got a little bit too high up into the marbles and when he did there was no control of the car. It backed as you said Barney hard into the outside retaining wall and then just ricocheted off the wall back down to the running groove and as we said a lot of drivers had to take evasive moves down on the grass to get by that car. He's trying to refire it now with no success and now the safety truck is coming over to assist John Andretti. Say it's been quite a transition for Andretti. He goes from the IndyCar circuit to the drag racing circuit, now to a 3,500-pound stock car, and he's honestly had some problems adjusting here in his first few races. How would you uh, rate those first few Winston Cup events for you? I don't know how I'd rate it. Um, you know, certainly we've been able to finish both the races, and getting miles has been the most important thing. Um, you know, I like to have better results. You like to qualify better. You always like to do better. Um, Unless you sit on the pole, lead the most laps, and win the race, I always say that you're not the ha- you're not happy. Um, but um, you know, we're working hard at it, and I think that um, as time goes by, you know, we'll work our way up into it. That um, the biggest concern isn't getting in the race; it's um, you know, it's being in contention for that win. 
John Andretti as he commented about his first few Winston Cup races. Unscheduled pit stop now for Wally Dallenbach. The hood goes up on the Planters Peanuts Keystone Beer Ford. In come Terry Labonte, Steve Grissom, Loy Allen Jr. down to Winston Kelly. Looking underneath the hood on Wally Dahlenbach's car. Can't tell exactly what the problem is. Howard Comstock and the crew looking at it. Also in for service, Loy Allen in the Country Time Lemonade car. They're on the left side of the car now changing the left side rubber. We'll get a comment from Howard Comstock in just a moment. We are under caution. Lap 82. And, Joe, what's the situation up in turn one? Looks like we're going to have to take that car on a wrecker and put it back in the garage. Yeah, they've backed the wrecker up to uh, the machine now. are trying to lift it. Uh, John Andretti did climb out of the car, has walked over to the ambulance. Seemed to be okay. Just kind of surveyed the damage here for a few moments. But it will take a while for the cleanup here to pull that car away. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay, moment of truth with Daytona 500 winner Dale Jarrett. Dale, what kind of filters do you use on your car? High-performance Wicks oil and air filters, of course. Whoa, Dale Meister. I'm talking about your race car, not the family car. That's right, the race car. You mean you go to a discount store and buy Wicks oil and air filters? Nope. I thought so. You get Wicks filters only at professional auto parts stores and for just about any car. Come on, Wicks pays you to say all this. Yeah, but I'd say it anyway. Wicks oil and air filters. You'll find them only in professional auto parts stores. The stars of NASCAR talk with you on NASCAR Live. Join MRN Radio every Tuesday night and talk directly with the superstars of NASCAR racing. Your direct line is toll-free, 1-800-2-NASCAR, every Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on MRN Radio. Sunday, November 14th, NASCAR Winston Cup Series Racing from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Live coverage of the Hooters 500 begins at 12.15 Eastern on MRN Radio. We're working the fifth caution flag of the day. And speaking of NASCAR Live, this Tuesday we'll be with you from the Las Vegas Convention Center. There's a huge automotive show each and every year in Las Vegas that comes along right after this Winston Cup trip to Phoenix. And we'll be there. Ernie Irvin will be among our guests on Tuesday from the Las Vegas Convention Center. One lap to go. We'll be racing from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Here at Phoenix International Raceway, Elmo Langley has just put the light back on again atop the safety car. There is a uh, piece of metal on the racetrack in front of the Budweiser sign that rings the outside of turns one and two. So the NASCAR officials will scurry out there to make that quick cleanup and we'll go racing here in one more lap. In the last few moments, Jimmy Spencer's gone behind the wall and the hood has been up on the Brett Bodine car. Let's cover both of those stories. First to the Spencer car. Well, they had a problem with the brake caliper. They, uh, the right front brake caliper busted, and uh, they're going to have to change it. So they're in uh, doing that now. It's going to take a little bit of time to get the other one off. They're pretty hot. Get the other one off and get a new one on. I talked to Spencer just a little bit and asked him if the cars were tight because there's a lot of them putting rubbers and stuff in the rear. They're stiffening up the rear springs and stuff. I don't think anybody expected to be as cool as it is today. And uh, he said that he was tight. It looked like everybody else was having trouble getting turned also. So I think there's a serious problem with that. But just in the last uh, few minutes, it seems like it's warmed up just a little bit. And uh, if it does that, then all these guys that's working all this time to tighten their car up, are all of a sudden going to have to start loosening them back up again. And Spencer's finished fifth here in the past, Barney, so he knows how to get around this racetrack well. He's had some really good runs in the last couple of weeks. We talked about Brett Bodine having a problem also. Jim Phillips? 
They have a lower radiator hose that has a hole in it, so they're replacing that right now. The same problem with Spencer. The, the water's hot and all that, so it takes a little time. They think something come up off the racetrack and knocked the hole in it, so they're changing it right now. Brett is behind the wall, and Spencer is also, as the pace car brings the field off turn number four, getting ready to duck onto pit road and cut them loose again. Mark Martin is a leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Third is Ernie Irvin. Fourth is Kyle Petty. Bill Elliott rides fifth. Harry Gann is sixth. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Green flag is in the air, and they get back down to it, heading off to turn one. Quite a bit of lap traffic down to the inside in the number one turn. Ron Hornaday Jr. leads that line of traffic, and quickly Martin and Jeff Gordon get by him. Here's Ernie Irvin now pulling up alongside the bypass of slower cars. Kyle Petty next in line as they head to turn three. Everybody single file on the lead lap as they try and work to clear that traffic. The front three now are by the fourth place car. Kyle Petty still bottled up. He slips a little bit in the corner. Bill Elliott almost gets into the back end. You've got to work your way around some race traffic there. In the middle of that mix is Ron Hornaday Jr. He'll now stay to the inside as Kyle Petty and others will steam by him to the outside. Kyle uses the outside lane to get by. Also, Bill Elliott looks to make his move. Further back, Earnhardt clears himself of some lap traffic. Rick Mast rides along behind him off turn two. It is Mark Martin with about four car lengths on Jeff Gordon. The lead now at the entrance to three. Gordon has Ernie Irvin right on his back bumper. Kyle Petty about another car length back. I think everybody's kind of keeping their eye on Earnhardt, wondering when they're going to come up with a combination they need. They've made a couple of adjustments on the car every time they've been in the pits. Dale, for the moment, just seems content to ride along up there in the top ten as the whole field goes back to turn two. Here's a race for second. Ernie Irvin bears down, tries to pull up alongside Jeff Gordon, but the car slipped a bit coming off turn two. So Irvin gets out of it, falls back by a car length behind Gordon. He will slide up in front of Kyle Petty. Now at the entrance to turn three, Gordon's car slides up a half a lane wide as one car goes up in smoke right at the entrance to the corner. That's Mike Chase, the Bakersfield, California driver. He brings the car down to the safety apron. Everyone goes by on his outside. A protege of A.J. Foyt, you might remember, where it was Chase driving in relief of A.J. and his old Copenhagen number 14 a couple of years ago in Winston Cup Racing. But today, A.J. Foyt's backing or not, Mike Chase is going to the garage area. Apparently an engine failure forcing him there with Jeff Bodine, Dirk Stevens, Wayne Jacks already out of the race, and Jimmy Spencer and Brett Bodine still being worked on. 90 laps on the Boyd, Mark Martin pulls away with a battle for second going on behind him. Once again, Ernie Irvin tries to get by Jeff Gordon. This time gets a clear line going into the turn. Kyle Petty in the battle as well. He dives underneath Ernie Irvin, making it three wide for a moment. Gordon holds on to second, but Kyle moves up to third. So Ernie Irvin goes from challenging for second back to the fourth spot now, and he'll slide in behind Kyle Petty to try and keep Bill Elliott from getting around and taking another spot. Boy, a lot of drivers are really having problems. They're finding the setup to really make the car work on this brand new racing surface they have here at Phoenix. Dale Earnhardt getting ready to make a bid now, trying to move up a couple of spots over in turn two. Earnhardt jumps down to the inside lane, gets a spot underneath Sterling Barlow, but Barlow battles back. He gets a good jump coming up off turn number two. He'll hold Earnhardt at bay for now. Speed for the eighth and ninth spot, and while that goes single file, here's Kyle Petty diving to Jeff Gordon's inside at the end of the back straightaway to try and grab the third spot away. He'll slide underneath off the corner. Give Darrell Waltrip 11th. He's made the move around Ricky Rudd and may bring Morgan Shepard with him, while behind Kyle Petty, who's now in second. Ernie Irvin wants third from Jeff Gordon. And he gets it coming into turn one using the inside line. Gordon quickly has to slam the door there because Elliott was also trying to make the move. They'll sort it out and go single file. Now with Kyle in second, Ernie Irvin in third, and Gordon in fourth. All this racing from second on back has allowed Mark Martin to open up a pretty fair-sized lead. 
Jimmy Spencer just came from behind the pit wall. He will go back into the race. He'll be several laps behind after making some repairs on the car, but he is back in the running order right now. 93 laps are complete. Jimmy is being posted 10 laps down with Mark Martin now threatening to pull away from everyone by almost a half a straightaway as he works up to turn three. But from second on back to about 12th, all close together. It's Petty, then Irvin, Gordon, Elliott, Rusty Wallace, then the uh, eight spot changing hands as Sterling Marlin slides underneath Harry Gannon for. Unscheduled pitch stop for Todd Bodine. 20 laps after his last stop. He's in again for service from the Butch Mock Motorsports team. Dale Earnhardt's rumbling. He wants seventh from Harry Gant. And he gets it, leaving the door open. Rick Mast will gain a spot as well as he goes to the inside before Gant's able to finally come down. Now he will close in and make it single file on the back stretch. Dale Earnhardt now will set off after Sterling Marlin who's running seventh. Earnhardt is eighth. Rick Mast is ninth. Harry Gant is tenth. All single file. And we could see some of the best racing of the day if Earnhardt can get up there and catch Rusty Wallace a week ago at Rockingham, North Carolina. These two went at it like it was the beginning of the season, not that they were running for the Winston Cup Championship with just three shows to go. Good race going out of turn two. That's a battle for the fourth spot. Elliott trying to get underneath Jeff Gordon to pick up the spot. Rusty Wallace just waited to see which way to go. Rusty Wallace running in the sixth position now. It's Gordon fourth, Elliott fifth, Wallace sixth, then a couple of car lengths back to Sterling Marlin. Gordon obviously not as fast through the corner as Elliott, but Elliott can't find a way by. But Mark Martin is the story right now. Now, two and eight tenth seconds. That's the advantage he has built up over second place now. A bit of a rundown for you. Behind Mark Martin, second is Kyle Petty. Ernie Irvin is third. Jeff Gordon, fourth. Fifth is Bill Elliott. Sixth now, Rusty Wallace. Sterling Marlin is seventh. Earnhardt is eighth. Ninth is Rick Mast. Harry Gant is tenth. Eleventh is Daryl Waltrip. Twelfth now, the Morgan Shepard car. Thirteenth is Michael Waltrip. Dick Trickle is fourteenth. Fifteenth is the Bobby Labonte car. All of these cars on the lead lap. 16th is Ricky Rudd. 17th now Lake Speed. 18th is Hutt Strickland. Derek Cope is 19th. Dale Jarrett is 20th. 21st is Kenny Wallace. Bobby Hillen is 22nd. 23rd Steve Grissom. 24th now is Chuck Bound. 25th is Terry Labonte. Rick Wilson is 26th. 27th is Rick Corelli. 28th place they'll post Ted Musgrave. 29th the last car in the lead lap Wally Dallenbach. A lap down in 30th is Ron Hornaday. 31st is Loy Allen Jr. He's also a lap down. Two laps down is Terry Fisher in 32nd. 33rd spot, they will post the Terry, or excuse me, the uh, Todd Bodine car. He's 33rd. Then you go to three laps down for the 34th place car. That's Rich Woodland. Other cars still running. 35th is Brett Bodine. 37th spot back on the racetrack now will be Jimmy Spencer. The other cars, a number of laps down or already in the garage. Average speed, uh, rather uh, slow. 88.085 miles an hour. If you would compare that to the speed of Davy Allison's win here a year ago of 103.885. 99 laps on the board. They're about to complete 100 as the leader comes off turn number four and moves back down to the start finish line. That leader, of course, being Mark Martin, Kyle Petty ride. Second and third is Ernie Irvin. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. The new Pontiac SSEI. A supercharged engine makes it fly. This car's got heart, it's got soul. Dual airbags, anti-lock brakes. Look out, road, I'm in control. Better believe it's got what it takes. You know there's just no turning back. The covering ground in a Pontiac. S-S-E-I. It's pure driving excitement. Excitement, Pontiac. 
Max Race Cards is proud to sponsor the NASCAR Winston Cup Rookie of the Year Award and congratulates this year's outstanding class of first-year drivers, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, and Kenny Wallace, one of whom will receive $25,000 from Max Race Cards as the season's top new driver. To order Max Race Cards' 1993 Premier Series, call 1-800-846-MAX. M-A-X-X. Max Race Cards, officially licensed by NASCAR. 102 laps complete in the Slick 5500 here at Phoenix this afternoon. Mark Martin continues to lead, and from the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Today's Slick 5500 on MRN Radio is sponsored by STP Oil Treatment, Gas Treatment, Fuel Injector Cleaner, and Son of a Gun Protectant. By Planners Nuts, Eat Planners. Everybody loves a racing nut. By your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. By Heilig Myers Furniture. Proud sponsor of the Bobby Hill and Junie Donlevy Thunderbird. And by Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Daytona 500 winner Dale Jarrett's car. Mark Martin has been the dominant driver today here on the Slick 5500 at Phoenix International Raceway. Mark in the Valvoline Ford has led 89 of 104 laps thus far. Nine lead changes among six drivers. Still 29 cars on the lead lap in a race that's been slowed five times for 24 caution laps. The average speed creeping up just a bit, 89.396 miles an hour. In the garage area, Jeff Bodine out with an accident early in the day. Dirk Stevens and Wayne Jacks, along with Mike Chase, three West Coast drivers, losing engines. Ken Schrader was involved in an accident. He's back on the racetrack, 69 laps down. Jimmy Spencer with a brake system problem is back racing, now 10 laps behind the leader, Mark Martin. And with that radiator hose problem we told you about before, Brett Bodine is on the track, nine laps down, though in peril of going a tenth lap down. I'm Eli Gold, Barney Hall alongside. Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick are in the turns with Jim Phillips, Dick Brooks, and Winston Kelly in the garage area bringing you what I think we all expected we'd see, Barney, a battle to the finish this season for that Winston Cup championship money. And Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, neither man cutting the other any slack here today. Yeah, Earnhardt had caught Rusty just a moment ago, but now another car has got in between those two. Dale just wasn't able to stay with him right now as they come out of turn number four. Rusty is about... 10, 12 car lengths ahead of Earnhardt with Sterling Marlin sandwiched in between them. The separation for Mark Martin now back to second place Kyle Petty. Still a pretty lengthy interval, about two and three tenths, which will translate to about a third of a straightaway. So Mark is really setting a blistering pace here this afternoon. And the race that we kind of figured we'd see, the way talking to everybody, going to new pavement. Harry Gant said we'll see a lot of door-to-door racing, but I think the, the big hitch in the thing was, as we said, they practiced with the sun out very bright on Friday and Saturday. Most of them had set up for a very hot racetrack with the sun to be shining all day today. That hasn't materialized, and a lot of guys are still searching for the setup. Heck of a race going on in front of Joe Moore right now between Jeff Gordon and about three other cars. They're battling for the fourth position here, and they've been doing that for the last couple of laps. Finally, Elliott has pulled up alongside the DuPont Chevrolet. That's the way they hit in turn three. Rusty Wallace and Sterling Marlin are right behind, trying to see which lane opens up. There are lap cars running right ahead of this race. Elliott's going to get through. Here comes Wallace inside of Gordon. So bit by bit, they'll try and work their way to the inside. But Mark Martin says, do what you want. I'm three and a quarter seconds ahead. Jim Phillips is in the Mark Martin pit. Yes, we are with Steve Veal. Steve, everybody looks to be searching for the setup except you guys. Looks like you hit it. 
Well, we hit it by mistake. You know, I think the track came to us. We weren't very good yesterday afternoon. We had a little motor trouble, and the car wasn't driving right. And we just left it, not because we're smart or anything. We didn't know anything to do to help. I guess the weather's kind of brought the track to us. But these guys are smart. we got a long way to go. They'll figure it out. How about if the sun comes out? Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't, you know, based on what we're seeing right now. But even without, they get three, four pit stops and Rusty in the three car and 11. They're going to drive up through there. They're going to be tough for it. So. That's Steve Beal, a crew chief for Mark Martin. You know, of the top teams, Mark Martin did not come out here to test. He's third in Winston Cup points. And interestingly, Barney, with all the emphasis on testing, you know that Mark Martin even has another test session left this year in time for the race in Atlanta. He says, ah, the heck with it. We're not going to go test there either. And if today's performance is any indication, they probably don't need to go and test. Well, the way they've been running for the second half of the season, I don't think they need to test that much either. They feel like they have a car that they can run on any racetrack, whether it be a half mile, mile, two and a half miles, whatever. So, uh, obviously to save a little time and whatever else and money too, they've decided just to run what they have and it's working out real good for them. You know what's one of the great stories about testing, though, this year is that Rusty Wallace has the track rented at Atlanta on Tuesday Day, and you can't test at a racetrack inside of a week before the track opens for your actual competition. And the track at Atlanta opens up the following Wednesday for the ARCA cars to check in. Well, anyway, Rusty's testing on Tuesday. Dale Earnhardt didn't have a chance to test. Rusty said, come on ahead. You can test with me. So Tuesday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the two fellas battling for the Winston Cup championship points will be out there. Maybe not drafting with one another, but sharing the racetrack. Rusty said, we've got it rented. Come on ahead and join us. Well, maybe you want, maybe there's a little strategy in that to kind of see just how good Earnhardt's going to run and Could vice be. versa between the two down there. 115 laps are up on the scoreboard. Again, it is Mark Martin leading right now by better than two seconds. Kyle Petty continues to run in the second position. Ernie Irvin is third. Bill Elliott's fourth. And Rusty Wallace round out the top five. They're pretty well stabilized around the racetrack right now. It'll give us a minute to talk with Jim Schreyer of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. First, Jim, I know you you're delighted to see this many fans here at Phoenix. We just can't believe how many folks have turned out here. It just proves once again, Barney, that it truly is a national sport. It's the greatest sport going in the United States. And that Winston Cup championship coming down the wire like it did, that's not going to hurt to fill up the stands at Atlanta. I think they're probably getting very close to sold out up there also because the championship far from being decided between these two yet. It doesn't hurt our feelings a bit either. A tight points race is just great for the sport. It's great for us. Uh, Rusty and I were chatting this morning. He pointed out to me something I think I already knew, that there's a over an $800,000 difference between first and second place, and he's doing everything he knows how to do to go out and win this thing. He said, all, all I can do is win races, pick up the bonus points I can, and if Earnhardt has good finishes, there's no way I'm going to win the championship, but I'm going to do everything I can. I know you guys really stunned the racing world in one sense on Friday night with the announcement you made about next year, and that was some of the – I think that caught everybody by surprise. Well, we're really very excited about it. Uh, we're very proud of our long-term association with NASCAR and the Winston Cup, and that's always going to be the cornerstone of our program. But I thought we'd add a little spice to it by putting our camel brand in there with Smoke and Joe's Racing, and I understand from conversations with everybody today it has spiced things up a bit. And of course, uh, old Joe's been around. I mean, we've seen him on Formula One cars, certainly Camel's long-time involvement with the IMSA Camel GT Series. So uh, old Joe, Smoke and Joe, bay and being in racing is not in its own right something new. Oh, and, and Joe was always very happy with those, but he came into my office about three months ago and said, hey, I want to get in the big time. Get me into NASCAR. So that's what we're going to do in 1994. There you go. Problems here on the main straightaway. One car with a lot of flames from behind it. The Rich Woodland automobile, a California driver, heads down to turn number one. And normally, Joe Moore, the flames would extinguish themselves, but they're still uh, flashing out from behind that red and white car in front of you. A piece of pipe just fell off the cars that came by. The flames look like now are finally extinguished, but there's smoke billowing from all around the 
car. A trail of oil follows him as it's now come to rest down on the apron of the track in turn one. That will put us under the yellow flag for the sixth time this afternoon. It'll come out at lap 119 as the fire crews make their way over there. The emergency vehicles heading down to the machine. Let's go back to turn one. He's uh, attempting to climb out of the car now. Again, the flames finally extinguished themselves before the car came to rest here. Pieces of debris are scattered all along the apron of the racetrack. Now he's just uh, getting out of the car. Safety crews are over there attending to the situation. So we're under caution. Jim, before we let you go, we want to wish you the very best and the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company uh, on the Smoking Joe race team. And I know you're going to have some good success there because you've got some good people on the car in the form of Travis Carter, certainly, and your new driver, Hut Strickland. Barney, thanks a million. We're proud of that association. We think Travis and Hutt are going to be competitive out there next year. But we want all these guys to win. As I said before, the Winston Cup is what we're really in this for, and it's going to make us really happy to give a check at, uh, in December, either to Rusty or Dale. And I think it's going to go down to the wire again this year. You've really brought a lot of interest to it over the years, and this uh, the brand-new race team is certainly going to add even more. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Barney. Appreciate it. Right now on pit road, lap 120, pit stops for everybody. First man to stop is Rusty Wallace. Winston? Crew going to work on the right side as normal. Todd Perrin, Billy Wilbur changing the tires. Michael Walter slides in in front of him. Dick Trickle in for service. Here comes Ted Musgrave. Also in for services, Terry Labonte and Steve Grissom. Left side tires now going on Rusty Wallace's car. He's down and away. 17.19 seconds, but he gets held up as another car almost blocks him in. Now up to Jim Phillips. On this end of the pit lane, Dale Earnhardt is in. He's got to get his four tires and gasoline. Mark Martin, the leader, is in. Ernie Urban is in on the pit lane as Rusty Wallace flashes by. Jeff Gordon is in on the pit lane. Earnhardt's pit stop, 19.7 seconds. Other cars in. Bobby Labonte's in. Morgan Shepard is in on this end of the pit lane. Now down to Dick Brooks. Well, Bill Elliott again was in. Uh, Dale Jarrett, uh, Harry Gant, Lake Speed came in. They put four tires on them and got it, uh, cars back on the track. Watching Rick Corelli's pit stop, and there's as much Unical fuel ending up on the pit lane as apparently was in the automobile. We'll try and update that story for you in just a moment. Now Ford Ranger makes a new splash. That's right. Ford Ranger, America's best-selling compact and the first compact flare side, brings you another first. The roomy versatility of a super cab. It's the 1994 Ranger Splash Super Cab. And along with that style and comfort, Ranger packs a punch with an available 4-liter V6. Fun, versatile, powerful. 94 Ranger Splash Super Cab. Brand new and built Ford Tough. When your car's engine is giving you nothing but problems, 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 remember, gum out fuel system cleaners are the solutions, solutions, solutions that help eliminate hard starts, hesitations, and stalls. It's easy. Just pour one bottle of gum out into one tank of gas, and you'll get better performance, performance, performance from your car's engine. Gum out. Solutions to engine problems. From the people at Pennzoil. Well, some really quick pit stops that time, but winning the race off pit road and coming out to lead the field right now, Rick Mass gets out of the pits first, followed by Kyle Petty and Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, and Ernie Irvin. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio.
Back with you at Phoenix International Raceway, watching the attrition rate fluctuate. 53 laps down. Jimmy Hensley just returns in the garage area as the Morgan McClure team has completed repairs on the Kodak car. Jimmy, if you're just joining us along the way, back into the wall on the uh, fourth caution flag of the afternoon, bringing our uh, race to a halt at that point. Rick Mast is the race leader. This is only the fourth race that he has led this season. Led a lap at Dover, a couple of laps at New Hampshire, led some 22 laps at North Wilkesboro a few weekends ago, and Dick Brooks, that was either an awfully quick pit stop or one that had lesser service than the others. Well, he only took two tires. They uh, felt that they were getting quite a ways back in the pack, and they wanted to get some track position, so they only put on two that put him up in the front. Sometimes that works pretty good, especially on a cool racetrack like this, and the tires today are really working well for these guys. Uh, You'll probably see him slip off just a little bit, especially if it's a long run because he's going to be running on, on hot left side tires. But uh, they just felt that they didn't want to be back in the traffic the way they were. They wanted to be closer to the front, so they are. And by the way, if you want to get a good look at the face or the body behind the voice of Dick Brooks this past week's edition of Winston Cup Scene, the weekly newspaper that covers NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Inside the back cover, a full-page color picture of one Richard Brooks. Ice cream and microphone in hand, the most natural pose of all. I thought it was a two-page spread. <laughs> well, it just about was, Barney, but uh, I tell you, they, they're saying in there, what, didn't know what's to eat, the ice cream or the microphone. I, I'm telling you, they both taste pretty good. If he gets confused, that can happen real easy. We're set to go back to green flag racing. Rick Mast is the leader. Rich Woodland's car being towed to the garage area. We'll give you an update there as quickly as we have some information to pass along to you. 124 on the board. Pace car behind pit wall. Getting coming down to the line. Rick Mast the leader. Kyle Petty second. Mark Martin third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Ernie Irvin round out the top five. Green flag goes in the air. They race back to turn one. Mast gets away from the lap car. Brett Bodine quickly. Here's Kyle Petty also going to the outside of Brett Bodine. Mark Martin clears the slower traffic as well as Rusty Wallace and Ernie Irvin as they head down the back stretch. That's the top five. Bill Elliott is sixth. Jeff Gordon runs in the seventh spot. Eighth coming around the outside of the lap traffic is Darrell Waltrip. Sterling Marlin is ninth. Dale Earnhardt is tenth. All these cars taking the the outside lane, moving around Jimmy Spencer, around Todd Bodine, around some other cars making their way towards the front. Kyle Petty now putting some pressure on the race leader, Rick Mast. Kyle's speaking down the inside lane, but Mast doesn't allow any room down there. He slams the door, holds him off for now, so they'll go single file off turn two and down the back stretch. Mark Martin running right on Kyle Petty's back bumper, waiting for Kyle to open a lane so they can charge to the front. The lane will be the inside of turn three. Rick Mast goes wide. Here's Petty with the Pontiac down to the bottom. Now Frick can get off that corner if he's got the car dialed in to get a good run off the corner. Kyle won't be able to take the lead away, but he is there. Drag race to turn one, and that is for the lead. Kyle gets it out in front, though, coming into the turn. Rick Bast has to come out of the throttle just a bit. He'll be left to battle for second with Mark Martin, who pulls up alongside. Mark Martin draws up. There will be even halfway down the back straight away. Martin will get a fender out front as they come to the entrance of three. Rick Bast still caught on the outside of the corner. Martin gets a nose out front. Rusty Wallace going to try and follow Martin through. So as Rick Mast led that last lap, Kyle Petty now has it free and clear here. He's got a two-car length edge on Mark Martin, then Mast, Wallace, and Irvin. Further back in the pack, Dale Earnhardt flares out to the inside, trying to clear himself with the Sterling Marlin car. Marlin held up by Jeff Gordon directly ahead. Earnhardt can't make the move. He'll fall back 
in line. Earnhardt running in 10th now. Marlin is 9th. 8th is Gordon. 7th is Darrell Waltrip. Those cars a good distance back from Bill Elliott and the rest of the top five who run off of turn four. Dale Earnhardt's been caught up in heavy traffic all day long. Hasn't had any real clean running room. Every time he's needed to move up, he's had to either go too wide or three wide to get around somebody. Still hasn't been able to get up there that close to the front. He was up on Rusty Wallace a little bit earlier this afternoon, but now he finds himself about eight or nine positions behind Rusty. The leader's back in turn three. It is Kyle Petty, about a half a car length ahead of Mark Martin, then about five ahead of Rick Mast and Rusty Wallace. Ernie Irvin tries to look inside of Rusty Wallace for the fourth spot. He won't be able to do it. All the while, Kyle Petty holds off the charge of Mark Martin. Kyle, the eighth different leader here in the Slick 5500. Front two pulling away by sixth car lanes. Back in third is where the battle's going on now. Rusty Wallace tries to get by Rick Mast. Mast comes up off the bottom of the racetrack and opens the door for Rusty. He'll try to take a stab at it in turn three. Down the back straightaway. Mast still cleanly out in front, though. They come to the entrance of turn number three now. Wallace, with that last burst of acceleration, moves up on his inside and will try and get the spot off the turn. I'll tell you one thing. What the rest Trouble of- in the corner. Dale Earnhardt hits the back end of Jeff Gordon's car. He spins around twice, just barely nicks the outside wall, and there's caution on the speedway. Yellow is out at lap 131. It'll be the sixth, make that the seventh one of the afternoon. Jeff Gordon comes off that wall, finally gets the car in a straight line, and now brings it down into the front straightaway, but caution is on the speedway. Let's go back to Alan Bestwick. Gordon's car running about a half a lane up the racetrack, halfway through turns three and four, Barney. Looked like Earnhardt tried to cut down and get underneath him to grab a spot, and the car slid up on him. His right front fender tapped Gordon's left rear fender and sent Jeff around in a 360, and he caught the outside wall pretty flush with the right side of the car. Now, when he drove away, it looked like he'd moved the rear end housing over in the car a good bit, and that's not a good sign. They'll have a lot of work to do, even though there's not a lot of visible damage on the car. As he went by here, you could see the rear end was loose under the car. He's busted what they call the rear uh, panhard bar. It's a bar that runs from the tra- uh, from the rear end housing up to the frame itself, and it uh, is busted loose. The rear end just slipping back and forth under the car about four or five inches each way. So Jeff Gordon's got a lot of repairs to make on the car if he'll be able to finish here this afternoon. He's just coming through three and four on the apron of the racetrack, and the yellow flag flies again. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're driving late at night and you're miles from anywhere. Suddenly you panic. You're riding on empty. What do you do? You punch it. No, not the car. The RoadWiz Plus. Introducing the first electronic interstate directions and services travel size computer. The RoadWiz Plus will tell you from your location the distance to the nearest 24-hour gas stations and the lowest gas prices. It'll also give you the exit number, distance, and direction from the exit to hotels, chain restaurants, rest stops, hospitals, the number of the highway patrol. Best of all, RoadWiz Plus tells you how many miles from where you are to your destination and which interstates to take. RoadWiz Plus provides information on 40,000 services along the nation's highways and it's easy to use. To order RoadWiz Plus, call 1-800-274-0922. RoadWiz Plus is $59.95 plus $4.95 shipping and handling. Visa and MasterCard accepted. That's 1-800-274-0922. RoadWiz Plus, the world's most useful must-have travel accessory. Call 1-800-274-0922 now. We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway. 133 laps are on the scoreboard. Jeff Gordon, the car that just brought out the caution flag, when he and Earnhardt got together up in turns three and four, he has taken the car to the garage area. Let's get a quick report from Winston Kelly. A lot of damage on the car. You can see where the rear end of the car is pushed over. The right rear tire is sticking out as if it's a modified car. Jeff is now pulling himself out of the car. It's been a 
Jeff is looking over the damage on the DuPont Chevrolet. We'll see if we can get a comment from him momentarily. He's looking over the damage, uh, talking to some of the crew members to see if he can get back in. He's currently 11th in Winston Cup points and would like to get back in and get some of those valuable points and move into the top 10. Kyle Petty is the leader from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Getting set to go back to green here at Phoenix International Raceway. This caution involving Jeff Gordon, the seventh of the afternoon, turns out to be a fairly brief caution period. Kyle Petty, the leader, ahead of Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Rick Mast, Ernie Irvin, Bill Elliott, Darrell Waltrip, Sterling Marlin, then Bobby Labonte and Dale Earnhardt. Green flag goes back in the air. Kyle Petty gets a good start, pulls away two car lengths on everyone in turn two. Mark Martin has to race alongside some of the slower in traffic. He'll clear those cars in turn number two. Here's Rusty Wallace. Now he'll swing to the outside of Brent Bodine and Todd Bodine. Rick Mast next up to make his move. Mast is fourth. Ernie Irvin is fifth. He clears the lap traffic. Then the lap car of Jimmy Spencer jumps in that outside lane in front of sixth place Bill Elliott. Here now out of the bridge area comes Mark Martin. He'll emerge from beneath that Goodyear bridge, trying the outside groove on Kyle Petty. It won't work there, but the inside and outside working well for Irvin and Mast. Ernie Irvin picks up fourth on Rick Mast using the inside lane. Meanwhile, up front again, Mark Martin will take the outside lane. He'll try to pull even with Kyle Petty. They'll drag race down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace trying to see which lane's going to open up, and if he can get back out front in the lead, it is Mark Martin with the advantage halfway through three and the clear lead off of turn four. Really not much question in this one that Mark may have the best hand race car and has had all afternoon. He's certainly been one of the dominant cars. Wallace goes after Kyle Petty, and that's for second place in turn one. Wallace hands out to the inside of Kyle Petty, gets the spot down underneath Kyle Petty, but can't quite pull up alongside him. Kyle gets a better jump off the turn. He'll hold Rusty off for now. And at the back straightaway, Bill Elliott clears the Jimmy Spencer lap car to stay in touch with the top five, so Elliott in six trying to draw in on fifth place, Rick Mast. Yeah, but Jimmy Spencer and Bill Elliott made some pretty decent-sized contact here on the main straightaway before Elliott finally Finally got through. Jimmy Spencer sitting at this moment 10 laps down, though running at a good pace, and I'm sure it's frustrating for him. Dick Brooks, you've been in that position at times. You've run awfully well, and you found yourself 8 or 10 laps down with a car that's running equally as well as the leaders. Well, it's difficult to do, especially on a racetrack like this where the, where the groove is in the bottom of the track. You're running well enough that you want to continue on and get all the points and get all the money, but do everything you can to pick up the spots you can or whatever. And then you still feel that you should let the guys go by, you know, the ones that are racing. But it's hard to do. You stay in the groove uh, so you can run quick enough to maintain yourself. And that's where everybody else wants to be, too. So you try to give to them a little bit, and then everybody goes by you. So it's a, it's a tough thing to run a few laps down when you're running as fast as everybody else. 139 laps are on the board. 312 will make up the slick 5,500 here this afternoon. Here's Mark out of turn number four, Mark Martin. About five, six car lengths ahead of Kyle Petty, about an equal distance back to Rusty Wallace and Ernie Irvin. Then the gap beginning to build a little bit back to the fifth-place car in turn one. And there's a battle going on for the fifth spot, as a matter of fact. Bill Elliott gets his Budweiser Ford hooked up down low and pulls even with Rick Mast as they head to turn three. The red and white Elliott Ford and the black and white Mast Ford now side-by-side side until they get to the end of the back straightaway. Elliott will cleanly pick up that spot at the entrance of turn three. Terry Fisher is is pushed behind the wall. His car carries number 71 on its side. That's the Winston West 71. Here on the main straightaway, Bobby Labonte or Sterling Marlin, one of the two. Sterling Marlin, I believe, 
brushing up against the outside retaining wall here. He continues on his way. If you're wondering where the normal number 71 is, Dave Marcus elected not to make the trip out west here this week. Instead, staying home, saving the dollars, preparing for a good effort to run the Hooters 500 at season's end. Another of the Winston Cup regulars saw him heading back east yesterday. Jimmy Means, Scott Gaylord, was to uh, drive Jimmy's cars here this weekend. He had two of them, but unfortunately wrecked both of those machines. Gaylord is doing okay, but Jimmy Meads is on the way back home to Forest City, North Carolina. Boy, it has been a tough year for both Dave Marcus and Jimmy Means. They've missed a few shows. They've just had a really, really tough year. They don't have the financing that a lot of the major teams do. And uh, talked to both of them in the last few races. And Marcus told me the other day up in uh, Rockingham, he said, I don't really know what I'm going to do next year for sure. He said, I want to race, but uh, he said, unless I can come up with some sponsorship and some dollars, I may not be able to do that many. You've got to sit and think too, Barney, now with the Camel brand coming into racing, uh, Steve Grissom going full-time next year, Ward Burton stepping up, uh, Joe Nimichek's plans remaining to be seen. You're looking at 42, 43, 44 teams with major major corporate dollars and when you've got a 40 car field already there are four guys who aren't going to make the race let alone the independents who have the few bucks it's healthy for the sport in uh, the regard that all the companies are jumping on board but it's a fact of life everybody with the big sponsors just aren't going to make the races anymore let alone the independents yeah, it's going to be really really tough for a lot of the teams that uh, don't have the kind of financial sponsorship that we see with the guys at the front of the pack looking at 144 laps complete we'll take a short break we'll be back Goodies Pain Relief Tablets have the fast-acting Goodies Headache Powders formula that doctors preferred by 3 to 1 over VCs. Make it goodies. Make it fast. Try Goodies Pain Relief Tablets. What does it take to be a mountain man? Man, do you need a big horse? Do you need a deep tan? Do you have to rope cattle? Do you have to herd steer? Well, the simple truth is you just gotta have the beer. Bush beer. An easy drinking bush life. Have you got what it takes to be a mountain man? What does it take to live a mountain man's life? Get smooth bush berries and drinking bush life. Bush and bush life. Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 147 laps on the board. Mark Martin continues to lead Kyle Petty and Rusty Wallace. Jeff Gordon's car is still in the garage here. Let's get a quick update from Winston Kelly. They've been doing a lot of rear-end work on the car. Ricky Craven, who's helping this weekend, just put the winning net up. Jeff, real quickly, what happened out there? I'm not really sure. You know, our, our car, we, that set of tires wasn't too good for us, and we were falling back, and uh, Dale got uh, up underneath me, and we kind of rubbed going down the back straightaway, went in turn, turn three, and... Uh, you know, I don't know if he drifted into me or, or if he was pushing or what, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I just can't believe that it happened. He got in my left ear, spun me, and backed me in the wall. Max Racecard Rookie of the Year challenger Jeff Gordon. They're preparing to fire the car up. These Winston Cup points extremely valuable to him. He's only 10 out of the top 10 and one ahead of Harry Gant in 12th. And the only the top 10 drivers get to be on stage at the Winston Cup banquet. banquet. So Jeff Gordon desperately wants to get back in and try to overtake Ricky Rudd. And the driver again that did get together with him was Dale Earnhardt. 149 laps complete from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio.
We are at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon, four laps shy of the halfway point in the Slick 5500. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. $30,400 on the line for Bill Elliott, currently running in the fifth spot. Should he go on to win this event, he'll take home the Unical Challenge. That money's been given away a good number of times here today, uh, this season. Mark Martin's taken uh, a slew of that money, but normally we've seen it carry over for a couple of years, year and a half, whatever it is, and this year it's gone away uh, almost every other week, it seems. Yeah, it's been several times. It's been one this year, and uh, as you said, it was kind of strange how it did build up over a period of time, up to 200 and some thousand dollars a couple of times. But this year, about 30000 somewhere in that range, yeah. and bang, somebody grabs it. Right now, the running order has Mark Martin showing the way. Kyle Petty runs in second. It's five car lanes back to Rusty Wallace, who has a car length and a half lead on Ernie Irvin. He's running in fourth. Fifth at this point is Bill Elliott. Rick Mast runs in sixth. Seventh belongs to Darrell Waltrip. Sterling Marlin is eighth. Bobby Labonte is ninth. And tenth is Dale Earnhardt. By the way, it was Bobby Labonte a short while ago who scrubbed the wall. We had questioned whether it was he or Sterling Marlin. A couple of blue cars came by start-finish. It was tough to eyeball it at the time, but it was Bobby Bobby Labonte, we were told, who scuffed the wall. We gave you the top 10. 11th right now is Michael Waltrip. 12th is Morgan Shepard. Ricky Rudd, 13th. 14th is Dick Trickle. Lake Speed runs in 15th. 16th is Hutt Strickland. 17th spot, Harry Gant. 18th now, Dale Jarrett. 19th belongs to Steve Grissom. The top 20 wraps up with Kenny Wallace. Other cars on the lead lap. Terry Labonte, 21st, 22nd, Derek Cope, 23rd is Ted Musgrave, Bobby Hillen is 24th, 25th, Wally Dallenbach. In 26th position now, they'll show Chuck Bowne ahead of 27th. That's Rick Wilson. And 28th position, Rick Corelli. That's the running order halfway through the slick 5,500 now. 35 cars still running from the starting field of 43. Average speed, 92.320 miles an hour. This mid-race update at halfway brought to you by Planters Nuts. Eat Planters. Everybody loves a racing nut. Eli, there's trouble for the McDonald's Ford of Hutt Strickland. A big puff of smoke came out of the car as he came down the front straightaway, and now he's slowing on the backstretch. And even more smoke comes out of the car as he exits turn two and heads up toward Allen Bestwick. Got the car down on the safety apron on the inside of the dogleg, and now at the entrance of turn number three, Barney, but definitely a major problem for Hutt. A bad break for the McDonald's team as he'll be headed for the pit lane. On the apron of the racetrack, as he comes under the Goodyear Bridge, he'll be taking the car to the garage area, and we'll get a word from him in just a moment. He'd been running 18th when apparently he's lost an engine. Well, maybe, yep, he was about to turn it in the garage. Now he decides to come on down pit road, maybe take it into his pits, and the possibility that he popped an oil line or something like that will follow him into the pits and get a report there in just a moment as he brings the McDonald's Ford into Mike Hill and the crew. They come out. They're about to raise the hood on the car and take a look at it. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Mike Hill is still talking to him, and one of the crew members just looked at me and turned his hands up in the air to say, we're not sure exactly what happened. Now they're pushing the car back behind the wall. We'll get a comment from Hutch Strickland, see what the problem is. This will only be the first of the regular East Coast drivers to lose an engine today. All the other engine failures, Dirk Stevens, Wayne Jack, Mike Chase, Rich Woodland, and Terry Fisher, our fellows who campaign on Winston West racetracks as opposed to the regular Winston Cup schedule. Three laps past halfway from the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification.
27 cars on the lead lap. Mark Martin has been the dominant car today, working his way through race traffic. Earlier, he had a lead of better than three seconds. We'll get the interval for you here. His lead over Kyle Petty, just one and nine-tenths seconds, but still commanding enough here in the mid-stages of the Slick 5500. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Three tires are up, but the right front is down for driver Derek Cope. The Bojangles car lips down the main straightaway to the attention of the crew. Bob Johnson and the boys in front of Dick Brooks to make repairs at lap 163. Well, they're going to try to get him fixed up, get him back out, check to see if there's any more damage other than just a tire. We'll know just in a minute. Cars up on the jack. They will change both right side tires and apparently send him back onto the racetrack here in just a moment. Hut Strickland went out a minute ago. Let's see if we can get a report there. Well, Hut Strickland's still sitting in the car. We're kind of jogging along beside the car. Hut, Hut, what happened to the car? Well, Winston, uh, I think it must have broke a valve spring or something, and then finally it ended up dropping a valve. You know, we were just, uh, thing was missing there for a good little bit, and we're just trying to finish there. It's just one of them unfortunate things that has to happen, but. Uh, Yes, McDonald's Ford was really running good today. I felt like we had a shot at him, but it wasn't to be. Next to the last ride for Junior Johnson in the McDonald's car, he'll be in Smoking Joe's car in 1994. Hutch Strickland out this afternoon. It's not been a real good day for Hutch Strickland on the racetrack today, but it's been a great week overall for the Alabama gang, as we had mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Hutch signing on to drive with Travis Carter next year, the camel brand of R.J. Reynolds as the sponsor. We also talked extensively about Neil Bonnet returning to a semi-regular schedule next year with the folks at Country Time handling the sponsorship honors. Bob Holloman joining us here in the booth. He's a division sales manager of Kraft General Foods Beverage Division. And I know you have strong feelings uh, for Neil Bonnet, as we all do. He's a great guy and shares your home state to boot, Bob. It was a nice announcement. Good to see. Absolutely, Eli. We are really pleased about next year. We think it's a great opportunity for Country Time and for Neil Bonnet. Which races have been selected and why Neil Bonnet at this point? Uh, I know there were a number of drivers. You've had a full-time sponsorship with other cars. Why the decision to go on a somewhat limited basis with a specially selected group of events? Okay, we've been really uh, happy with our, our uh, Winston Cup experience, but we wanted to try something a little different. So we're going to do a mix of races next year uh-huh. and uh, some of Neil's uh, favorite tracks, uh, I might uh, I might add. So we're really looking forward to a great year. I know you had talked about running at Daytona at one point and Atlanta, maybe Charlotte. Uh, I guess it's a marketing area that you're looking at, Indianapolis, Talladega, some of the events that Neil said might be on the schedule. Is I guess it's become a very fertile part of the, a very important part of sponsorship. You take a look at areas where you're strong, where you'd like to get stronger, and, and that's how you go about it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to see Neil back in a car, and we're happy to be a part of that team at Country Time. So well, I shared lunch with him this afternoon. He was really excited about the opportunity. He said, man, I just can't wait to get back out there. And Bob, we thank you for having the confidence in Neil Bonnet putting it back in a race car. should be exciting. Thank you very much, Eli. Thank you. Bob Holloman joining us from the Kraft General Foods Beverage Division with Neil Bonnet hopping in the Country Time car on a selected basis next year. That'll be a good deal for both Neil and Country Time, and I think a lot of the fans are really going to be jumping on the bandwagon on that and welcoming Neil back to Winston Cup competition. He was a heck of a race driver, and I don't think he's lost that edge, and he certainly feels like he's ready to come back and do it again. 170 laps are on the board as Mark Martin continues to just dominate this race pretty much so far. He has an advantage right now over Kyle Petty, the second-place car, of almost a full two seconds. 
about one and seven tenths is what we had on the stopwatch the last time they came around. While we're talking about Kyle Petty, it's been a strange season for Kyle. A couple of weeks ago, we had a chance to do a little conversation with him about what the year had been. He'd either been red hot or ice cold and no consistency in the team. It'd be there one week and wouldn't be there the next week. No, you know, it hadn't been there week to week, and now we're having a hard time even in a race. You know what I mean? We start off and you run pretty good the first part of the race, and then you run bad the middle part, and then you get better towards the end. Or you run really, really good the first part of the race and run terrible the last part. Or don't run at all the first part and run good the last part. So, you know, we've, we've even dropped down and lost our consistency there. We've got to pick that back up. I don't know what our problem's been here lately. So uh, we just got to regroup and try to get ready for next year. Kyle Petty's having a good run here this afternoon. He's been a, a very strong car, even from the opening gun when they dropped the green. Back in the pack is where he started, and all of a sudden he started working his way to the front. Right now he's got his hands full, however. He's got company, and that's going to be for second place over toward turn three. That's Ernie Irvin, who got around Rusty Wallace about six laps ago or so. Now he's pulled right up on Kyle Petty's back bumper, and he's trying to find a way around and get in touch with Mark Martin. Kyle is taking the lower groove underneath that Goodyear bridge. Ernie trying to take the wider line and swing to the outside. He'll Missed by a half car length, Irvin will here at start finish, but may make the pass in turn one. He pulls even again, coming into turn one. By the time they get to turn two, you can see the Texaco Haviland Ford around on the outside, making the move. He picks up second. Kyle falls back in line in third. Running a good distance, uh, maybe about a car length behind Kyle in fourth is Rusty Wallace. Then a good distance back. has been a good race for fifth and sixth. Darrell Waltrip is pulled up on Bill Elliott's back bumper, but hasn't been able to get around yet. Tell you what, old DW has had some good finishes uh, this year. The times he's been able to kind of nurse that car along just keep it in one piece. He's one of those drivers that knows how to take care of equipment and pace himself and come up with a good finish. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. He may be in Daryl's pit. We sure are, Barney, with Barry Dodson as crew chief. Barry, you told me that Daryl was going to win the pole for you Friday, but it didn't happen. He started 21st, but he's up to 6th. He's doing a good job, Jim. The car started off tight. Uh, I think like everybody else, we've had to make a few adjustments. That time is a little bit overboard. It started off loose and We'll just have to see if he wants to leave it alone or, or tighten it back up just a little bit. We're happy for a good day. we got about 150 people here from Western Auto and trying to put on a good show for them. Why are people having so much trouble with the setup today? Well, new asphalt. Uh, we felt like we always try to get us a game plan. We felt like the place would get tighter, and that's what's happening. I think a lot of people misjudged it. That's Barry Dodson's crew chief. Bobby Labonte also having good running. Went from 20th and he's up to 9th right now, so a good run. He's the leading rookie in the race right now. 176 laps in the record book of the 312 that make up the Slick 5500. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Whether you're driving competitively or just out for a Sunday drive with the family, you always want to have the racer's edge, a clear, glare-free field of vision. Enter a new generation of sunglasses, supervisors. Supervisors provide 100% UV eye protection, plus they give you 100% glare-free vision. They wrap around your eyes and provide four times the protection of conventional sunglasses. We guarantee you'll never squint in the sun again. And supervisors fit right over your eyeglasses, eliminating the need for expensive prescription sunglasses. Supervisors are made of Lexan, a molded plastic so tough we drove a car over a pair just to prove they wouldn't break. We're so positive you'll love supervisors. We offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're not completely happy, return them for a full refund. This exclusive offer is for listeners of MRN Radio only. Two pair of supervisors, only $19.95 plus $3.95 shipping and handling. Neck straps and carrying cases included. You'll not find supervisors in stores, so you must call now to order. 800-247-5731. That's 800-247-5731. Call now. Visa and MasterCard accepted. 
Boy, this racetrack is slammed full of fans here this afternoon. Every ticket in the house sold. The hill that we talk about here in the mountains, uh, I, I'm going to estimate there's about 10 or 12,000 people just sitting up among the cactus up there watching the event here this afternoon. One of the largest crowds to attend a race here since this racetrack has been put together, and they're seeing a pretty good show. 179 laps are complete. Mark Martin is the leader from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Phoenix International Raceway. Welcome back, everybody. MRN Radio with live coverage of the Slick 50 500. That's 500 kilometers, 312 laps, and that is an exact one-mile racetrack here, so 312 miles of total distance today. The purse in excess of $819,000 as we visit this fine desert southwest location. One time only. That, of course, seems to be the, the coming thing, Bonnie. Everybody who gets new Winston Cup races in the last while, and including, of course, Indianapolis next year, a one-time only visit. Watkins Glen here and so on. Well, there's just so many races to go around. We're already running. Uh, we're running 29. We were picked up this this track here. So, I mean, every, probably, the, I'm going to say there's probably 10 to 20 major markets and good racetracks in the country that would give their eye teeth to have a Winston Cup race, but sure. it's just not feasible. There's no way to do it. Maybe somewhere down the road in coming years, uh, we may even see... Uh, a deal like baseball has a national league and you know two different divisions in that thing and uh, that's been talked about it's just it's, i don't think they've scratched the surface of what this sport can do but how to go about it how to get into these different racetracks all over the country from one coast to the other that's just going to be a logistical problem for the teams and just so many drivers to go around and everything else but this, this entire nation, I think, is starved for Winston Cup racing. The impact that you get as we run here at Phoenix with Mark Martin continuing to lead, the impact you get when you come out here and you visit with these fans, be it just walking through the grandstands, the garage, what have you, they know as much about their favorite driver as does the guy living in... Uh, Nor in Norfolk, Virginia, or North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I mean, these folks here, between radio and TV coverage, are as a student race fan, as is anybody, just because uh, they may not talk with a drawl or may not uh, have been grown up and bred on racing. These folks are knowledgeable fans, and they love the sport. Everybody I was watching yesterday, a lot of they had a lot of tours come through the garage, and they, these folks were just wide-eyed. They couldn't, they couldn't believe that they could walk up to an Earnhardt or a Wallace or whatever and get their autograph. As we've said a hundred times on this network, it's probably the only major sport in the world that the fans can approach the superstars themselves, talk to them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, get an autographs, pictures, whatever. And it's amplified even more in a market such as Phoenix, where you have two major league sports franchises, the NBA's Phoenix Suns, the National Football League Cardinals, who are home today in front of some 40,000 or so over at uh, Sun Devil Stadium at Arizona State University. You can't approach all of those athletes. You just can't easily walk up to Charles Barkley and Mass and up sit down for an hour and sign autographs uh, as you can see happen at a Winston Cup race and that's the allure of this sport. Mark Martin loves the way things are going in this sport. He continues to just lap around others now. He puts a lap on Steve Grissom. He is about to put a lap on Bobby Hillen. Those cars running back at 19th and 18th position respectively working here at lap 188. If you're a Jeff Gordon fan and Winston updated us earlier on the uh, rapid fix on the number 24 DuPont car. Apparently uh, that has not really been the case, Winston. The car was about to roll from the garage and has rolled back in. They're still sitting in there and they're in 35th spot. Probably but uh, a quick look at the numbers here. Can't finish much higher than 34th to 35th, maybe even further back than that. 
couple of cars that are ahead of him that are out of the event. Uh, Hutch Tricklin is out, and one of the West Coast drivers is also out of the event just ahead of him. He had pulled the car out of his garage stall, was headed back onto the racetrack, and the car was still wiggling a little bit in the rear end, so they brought it back behind the wall, and Ray Evernham and the crew are changing the, the entire rear end housing piece. So Jeff Ford still hoping to get back out on the racetrack, even if he can't improve himself, but one or two positions. It's three points per position that far back in the pack. And as we said, he's only one point ahead of 12th place Harry Kent and 10 points behind 10th place Ricky Rudd. And with just a couple of races remaining, actually one after today, can't afford to give up any points whatsoever. Marty, there's a problem for Rusty Wallace. His car slows here in turn two. Several cars go by. Wallace drops to the inside of the back straightaway. We don't see any smoke or anything, but the car is certainly off the pace. Boy, the crew started scrambling, Joe. Rusty Wallace has a right front tire down, Eli. The front end of the car is dragging on the racetrack. He's having a devil of a time making the left turn around turns three and four. The right front casing of the tire completely off the rim. Sparks showering out from behind the car as now he gets a turn left down the pit lane. Here's Rusty bringing the car in and that right front tire is shredded as he brings the car in the pit crew waiting for him and in the same breath mark martin brings his car on pit road let's first cover rusty stop he comes to a stop the crew got is having trouble picking the left side up billy wilburn having to pull the car up so scott robinson could get the jack underneath it now wilburn does have that damaged right front tire off Brad Parrott scampers around, clears the left side of the car. Scott Robinson now jumps down on the jack. Wilburn has the left front tire on. Earl Barbin has the gas in. 22.53 seconds now in front of Jim Phillips. More pit stops. Well, Mark Martin is in early. He came in on lap uh, 121 now, lap 191. We'll ask Steve Meal what the problem was. What's the problem? Nothing scheduled stop. We just took some wedge out. We're too tight. So that was a problem on him. They were in on lap uh, 121, now 191. They're back in. Make a chassis adjustment, change the tires, they're back on the racetrack. Kyle Petty also is in, so this apparently is it within the perimeter of where they would have been pitting. We could have gone 60, 70, 80 laps, whatever, somewhere in that range, because here comes Ricky Rudd. So these will be scheduled pit stops. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kenny Wallace, driver of the number 40 car. As a NASCAR driver, I really appreciate a well-engineered machine that can go the distance. That's why I'm proud to have Dirt Devil as my sponsor. There's a Dirt Devil vacuum for every cleaning need, and each one, from the hand vac to the upright, is powerful, lightweight, and best in its class. So when you're looking for a vacuum, get yourself a Dirt Devil and drive home a winner. Why not call the nice folks at 1-800-321-1134 and ask for the Dirt Devil retailer nearest you. Alan Bestwick here with a reminder that you can find out the very latest NASCAR racing news from MRN Radio each and every weekday afternoon. Listen for NASCAR Today, our daily five-minute racing newscast each Monday through Friday. From our studios at the Daytona International Speedway, we talk with the drivers, car owners, crew chiefs, and NASCAR officials making the headlines and let you hear the story straight from them. Give us a listen. NASCAR Today, each weekday afternoon from MRN Radio. We are seeing some more pit stops right now. Bill Elliott, who had inherited the lead when quite a few of the front runners came onto pit road, now will make his stop in just a moment ago. Darrell Waltrip, Ernie Irvin came in, Ricky Rudd, Kyle Petty, Mark Martin was in, and Rusty Wallace came in to change that tire a moment ago. Now they are showing Bobby Labonte as the leader. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio.
Green flag pit stops continuing here at Phoenix International Raceway. Dale Earnhardt now being posted as the race leader as he comes out from beneath the bridge and comes to the start-finish line. So five bonus points have now been accrued by Dale Earnhardt as the pit stop cycle continues. It could turn out, if no problems crop up here, to be somewhat of a break for Rusty Wallace. He could get one lap, maybe even a lap and a half back of the two laps that he was down, but Winston Kelly, he really had a shot there to take a giant chunk out of Dale Earnhardt's point lead, had no problems cropped up. Yeah, we were looking at the rundown just several laps ago. Rusty was running in the fourth position, and Dale Earnhardt running in tenth, and at that point, Rusty had led a lap. He would have picked up 31 points at that point. Now, that Dale has led, that would have been back to 26 points, but he's at least a lap down as several cars now come into the pits. Dale Earnhardt and Rick Mast are in front of Jim Phillips. Here comes Dale Earnhardt in. A good slow stop for him. He stops right on the money. Andy Petrie and the crew go to work on the right side. Will in and Andy changing the tires. David Smith on the jack. They pull out the right front fender. In that altercation with Jeff Gordon, they think they might have uh, knocked the toe out just a little bit. But the car got extremely loose for Earnhardt and was uh, tied off the corner. 17.4 on the stop for Dale Earnhardt. Well, that's a quick one. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, Rick Bass was in. They changed uh, the four tires on his car. You know, he was one tire t uh, change behind, actually, when they only done two while ago to get him caught up. So they got him uh, four tires and got him going. Jimmy Spencer come back in it. He's down quite a few laps, but they put him on some new tires and gassed him up, too. Harry Gant is being shown as the leader at the present. Dale Jarrett would be second. It looks like Bobby Hillen Jr. would be in third place. Here's Brett Bodine bringing his car in for routine pit service as Dick Trickle gets service on the Mannheim auction car and goes back onto the speedway. I don't know if Larry Hedrick stopped you in the garage this morning. He stopped me and he said, I just, if you guys can, I'd like to thank all these Winston Cup crews that came over yesterday when Dick hit the wall in that practice session. He said, I couldn't believe, he said, I'm a new car owner in this business to a point he's only been around uh, about three years now. But he said, I could not believe how many teams came over and said, look, if we have anything on our truck, you need to repair that car. Even as far as getting a total race car, if you want to change the number, you can't get this one repaired, we'd let you have another car. Exactly right. They did get the car repaired, and Dick Trickle has been running well. Steve Grissom takes the car behind the wall with the help from a lot of men who have to grab the car as it comes by and woe it down, apparently, out of brakes. And that would not be something you'd normally expect to see here at Phoenix necessarily. But we'll get an update on that situation and what is his second Winston Cup Series event. A lot of folks thought that this was Steve Grissom's Winston Cup debut, but you might remember he did run in the Winston Cup race in Atlanta back in 1990. He'll go full-time Winston Cup racing next year. Here's Rick Wilson in as the STP Pontiac is in for service. So the uh, pit stop sequencing continues here at Phoenix International Raceway. Harry Gant currently the 13th different leader of the event, although Harry has yet to make his pit stop during this sequence. He was in last at lap number 120 when all the leaders came in. He should be pitting here very, very shortly. Rick Mascar being attended to on pit road. They'll send him back onto the speedway. We're just looking down at the attrition list with Hut Strickland behind the wall, Terry Fisher out, Jeff Gordon went behind the wall, spent some time back there, has come back into the event. 
Also, Rich Woodland's car is out for the day. Mike Chase, Brett Bodine has had problems, been in and out of the garage, along with Jimmy Spencer. John Andretti is out for the day. Jimmy Hensley uh, spent quite a bit of time back there. Also, Wayne Jacks, Dirk Stevens, and Jeff Bodine and Kenny Swader spent some time in the garage here. A lot of candidates uh, for the Goodies Headache Award here, for sure, this afternoon. Yeah, $1,000 goes to the driver voted to have had the toughest luck during this week's running of the Slick 5500 preparation for the event or today's race itself. $1,000 going from the folks at Goodies Manufacturing a bit later on. Harry Gant continues to lead. He is not pitted. Darrell Waltrip is not pitted. Ricky Rudd is not pitted, nor has Dale Jarrett. Welcome to the driving show. Feel the power and excitement flow. And like breaks and a V6 to go. It's got heart, it's got soul. It's the new Pontiac Bonneville. I look out road, I'm in control. Are you ready to feel the thrill? You know there's just no turning back. The covering ground in a Pontiac. Bonneville. It's pure driving excitement. Next Sunday's Pantry 300 NASCAR Busch Series race at Hickory, North Carolina is another Goodies Daytona Invitational Series event. Goodies will pay bonus money to the race winner, and there's a $5,000 bonus waiting to the driver who wins the most Goodies Daytona Invitational Series races this season. Todd Bodine leads those standings with three 1993 victories. A few more pit stops taking place right now. now these are scheduled stops. The only difference, uh, they're coming under green. Most of the stops we've had this afternoon have been under the luxury of a caution flag. At lap 209, Todd Bodine's car came in. They changed four tires. Now, apparently, it will not fire. They're about to push him off to get him back onto the racetrack. going to be a long pit stop for Todd as the car finally gets going, and he'll go back onto the speedway. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Welcome back to Phoenix International Raceway. Let's bring you up to speed here on the Slick 5500. It's easy to allow yourself to kind of get lost in the shuffle here during these green flag pit stops. One correction I need to make. I had written down five and not 55 on my pit chart here moments ago. Ricky Rudd had made his pit stop back at lap 193, and Ted Musgrave did come in at lap 207. Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace now running 10th and 11th, respectively each on the lead lap so things worked out for rusty got a break right there with the, the tire getting cut down but everybody else was coming in right about the same time so a break there for rusty wallace steve grissom is behind the wall we had guessed that it was a brake problem as bobby hillen now pits at lap number 213 winston kelly is watching the repairs on the steve grissom car beautiful automobile steve grissom it appears like it was brake problems what is it is it brake yeah, Winston, uh, we ran out of brakes there a while ago. Uh, you know, I got to say, these boys have worked hard, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to next year. Steve Grissom talking to his crew. He'll be one of the 1994 Max Race Card Rookie of the Year challengers. When Michael Waltrip hit it on lap number 200, he had assumed the lead in the Pennzoil car from Dale Earnhardt, came in, got a four-tire change, and back out on the racetrack, still on the lead lap, and Michael Waltrip has led a lap here today. Harry Gant continues as the race leader, although now he is starting to be bypassed by the teams that have already come in to make their stops. The way it sits right now, Gant's the leader. Mark Martin is second. Kyle is third. Ernie Irvin runs fourth. Fifth is Dale Jarrett. He had a top five here in a previous race at Phoenix. Sixth belongs to the uh, Bill Elliott car. Seventh is Bobby Labonte. Dale Earnhardt is eighth. 
Ninth is Rusty Wallace, 10th Ricky Rudd, 11th Michael Waltrip, 12th is Rick Mast, 13th is Darrell Waltrip. Here's Dale Jarrett in in front of Dick Brooks. Yeah, just uh, looked like a routine stop. And so far, have not made a chassis adjustment. They got the right side tires done, the left side is loose. One can of gas in as the other one goes in, and they'll have him back out. We'll give you the full rundown as soon as the final cars make their green flag stops here. But, Alan Bestwick, there's nothing like a little racing luck uh, to go along with some pretty darn good talent and a fine race car. Rusty Wallace has gotten a bit of a break today. Well, it's amazing how things turn very quickly, Eli. When he cut down that tire under green, it just happened to be at the end of a long green flag run. And just as he ducked down the pit lane to get it done, Mark Martin, who was the race leader, started down the pit lane to begin that trend. So as long as Harry Gant pits before the caution comes out, things will cycle right back around. Rusty and Dale Earnhardt are right back in the hunt. Here comes Derek Culp. He'll make his stop. He's off his own uh, schedule just a bit. Remember, he came in with that uh, cut tire earlier this afternoon. So he'll pit here at lap number three, excuse me, number 217. 312 make up the distance here. No Phoenix races has ever been won by the pole sitter, by the way, but Bill Elliott certainly in a position to do so. Here comes Harry Gant, the race leader. He'll stretch his fuel all the way to lap number 218, so it hands the lead back over to Mark Martin. Again, a routine pit stop for Harry Gant, as now everybody cycles back around, and Mark Martin is at the point. Imagine metal grinding on metal. That's friction. Friction can wear your car's engine down. Friction can shorten its life. Pennzoil is the friction-fighting motor oil. Choose Pennzoil. Use Pennzoil. And you'll get quality engine protection in each and every drop. Pennzoil. Performance. Protection. Quality. Quality Pennzoil motor oils available at retailers and auto parts stores everywhere. What a race today in first place. There's some commotion on the flag stand. Let's cut away live for a report. Frank, the regular flagman has stepped down and a new flagman is in his place. What can you see? He's waving a flag I've never seen before. What color is it? It looks blue and yellow. It's the planter's nut flag and holding the flag is Mr. Peanut. What's the planter's flag mean? It's the concession lap. The drivers are pulling over to snack on planter's nuts. If you're a racing nut, eat planters. They're nuts too. Everybody loves this racing nut. 220 laps on the board, so the laps now within that final 100 of going the distance. When we come back, we'll check with our pit reporters and see whether any of these top contenders can make it the rest of the way from here. The leader is Mark Martin. Kyle Petty runs second. Third is Ernie Irvin. Fourth belongs to the Bill Elliott car. And fifth is Harry Gant. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Two hundred and twenty-three of three hundred and twelve laps are on the board. Here comes Mark Martin to the stripe. We'll get the differential first place back to second place for him, sitting in at around two seconds now for Mark ahead of Ernie Irvin. The question at this point is, who can and who cannot go the uh, distance on fuel? Harry Gant, one would assume, could. He pitted at two eighteen. The race is only three twelve. He's looking at ninety-four miles or so. Right now, he's a mile and, and change behind, but how much does he make up? Jim Phillips, how many fellas on your end of pit road can go the distance? Well, I've been talking to Dale Earnhardt's crew about uh, the gas mileage and, and who can go all the way and who can't. David, if this race stays green, can you go all the way or you have to pit again? 
No, Jim, we're going we're gonna to have to make another stop. Uh, looks like Harry Gant will make it all the way. Maybe somebody else, but uh, we will have to stop. That's David Smith who calculates the fuel mileage for Dale Earnhardt. They're going to have to stop. Uh, he was talking earlier uh, that the 41 of Dick Trickle, 33 of Harry Gant, and the 18 of Dale Jarrett, when they made their stops, could go all the way. Jim, I talked to a lot of guys down there yesterday about fuel mileage and whatever, and Norman Kosamuju, who is the, the gas man on the 28 car, and he told me, he said, you know, we're lucky to get 78 laps, and he said most of these guys at best are going to be looking at around 90 laps. He said you're going to be gambling if you go that far. Now, David told me earlier this morning when I asked him about the mileage, he said the first time around we're going to go 86 laps if it stays that way because that's, he said, that's safe. He said when you get to the 90 range, you're, you're flirting with danger there. He said possibly you could stretch it to 92 laps. So if another caution comes out, all that speculation that we usually do will go out the window anyway. But uh, if some of these teams gamble, they may come up a little bit short. Barney, I'll tell you, another driver who really could use for a caution to come out is Rusty Wallace. He seems to be in a little bit of trouble again. Four cars have bypassed him in the last couple of laps. He's running down on the inside line. Cars that are laps down are going by him on the outside. He's not that far off the pace, but he's not up to speed. So continuing troubles for Rusty Wallace. He is, was running in ninth spot. Darrell Walter passed him. That's 10th. Rick Mast will pass him. That's 11th. So Rusty Wallace is not nearly up to speed. And looking on, stop watch in hand is crew chief Buddy Parrott standing atop the toolbox in the pits of the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac and things for the moment not looking all that well for Rusty Wallace. Chuck Phillips has stopped by the booth to say hello. He's the president of Maxwell House Coffee Company. It's great to see you here and uh, Bobby Labonte led for a bit there earlier. He's a young driver. He's really come on well for you folks this year. We're really pleased with how Bobby's uh, running this year and Bill Davis's team, both of them rookies in the, in the Winston Cup. Next weekend, I know there's a big get-together in Nashville, the Winston Racing Series Banquet with Barry Beggerly being honored as the Winston Racing Series National Champion. But you folks have come up with a very unique program this year honoring, uh, I don't want to say the unsung heroes, but maybe some heroes who haven't gotten all the headlines that they deserve this year. The folks at Maxwell House about to name a special hero among the lot next week. Well, we started a program called the Winston Cup Real Heroes for NASCAR. And we've been around in 95 of the Winston Racing Series tracks and have selected a participant from each one of those, uh, 300 nominees from those tracks, 125,000 votes. We're down to eight regionals, and uh, they're all going to be there next Saturday, and we're going to announce the winner. Were the fans involved in the voting or a select panel from your company? How did that work? These were all fans. The fans were asked to nominate people at their tracks, and they did that, and then were allowed to vote against them. And uh, we've been very, very pleased with the with the response. And I know you've been very, very pleased with how well uh, Bobby Labonte and that team, as we mentioned earlier, have gotten things going here in the second half of the season. It's great to see you here, Chuck. I appreciate it. And uh, as coffee drinkers, we love to see uh, the percolate going on for the folks at Maxwell House. Thanks so much for being part of the uh, program here today. Eli, thank you. Thank you so much. Chuck Phillips, president of Maxwell House Coffee Company. We'll tell you more about that award next week being handed out in Nashville, Tennessee. It's been a real good program, uh, and the folks have really jumped on the bandwagon on that one. 230 two laps on the board. Derek Cope back in for an unscheduled stop down in front of Dick Brooks. Well, he's been in a couple times. They're having trouble getting the right front tire tight on the thing. They uh, may have now busted a wheel down there. They they uh, came in, changed tires, and had to come back in and tighten the right front, and they had to come back and do it again. 
Rusty Wallace, we said a moment ago, was going back through the field. He is kind of settled in right now in 12th place, and he is being shown as the last car on the lead lap. So that'll give us 12 cars on the lead lap as we're in the final segment here this afternoon of the Slick 5500 at Phoenix International Raceway. Mark Martin has pretty well dominated this race all day as he works back into turn number one right now. Has a big margin over the rest of the field in front of Joe Moore. Martin's doing a great job. Just kind of saw his way back and forth around the various cars he catches, and he's in quite a bit of traffic is he continues along this route looking back in the pack we're seeing some smoke starting to come out of the Mannheim auction Chevrolet of Dick Trickle the outside pole sitter this afternoon his car has slowed and the smoke continues to pour from the rear of his Chevrolet Rusty Wallace has just gone a lap down as Mark Martin has swung past him and again activity in the Miller genuine pit as Rusty Wallace is about to make his uh, presence known on the pit lane. Again, to reiterate, Jeff Gordon is back on the racetrack, 94 laps down. If you're keeping tabs of the Max Race Card Rookie of the Year battle, he will finish no better than 35th, 36th, 37th, somewhere in that range. So it really could be an opportunity for Bobby Labonte to step up to the plate today. He's now in fifth spot in the battle for the uh, win here today and really could close the market on Jeff Gordon in that Rookie of the Year battle. When we come back, we'll go to the Rusty Wallace pit and update the story there. For Winston Cup fans who want racing clothing, your nearest Highlight Myers Furniture Store has it all. Signature jackets, sweats, tees, and caps featuring Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, Bill Elliott, and of course Bobby Hillen. All at prices a lot lower than you'd find elsewhere. Plus, while quantities last, get remaining merchandise featuring the late break Davy Allison at 50% off. It's all in the fast lane. And all as close as your nearest Highlight Myers Furniture Store. Is your car, is your car, is your car hard to start? When you accelerate, does your car hesitate? Notice the loss in power. If you said yes, maybe it's dirty fuel injectors and time for STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. One treatment helps unclog dirty injectors fast to restore power and performance for up to 2,500 miles. So use STP or just keep going the way, the way, the way you've been going. STP. Drive a better car. Caution is on the speedway. It comes out at lap 237. Apparently, Wally Dollenbach has broken an engine or an oil line or something to bring out this caution. His car is on pit road as the crew looks it over. But, boy, is this going to be a break for a lot of guys, including Rusty Wallace. Rusty Wallace's crew was about to make a pit stop, and Winston Kelly, it was clear they were waiting for a caution if they could get one, but they had already lost a lap. This would give Rusty now a chance to jump on the restart to get a lap back if he can. Timing couldn't have been better for him. Yeah, the pit board had gone out once before and then they pulled it back trying to determine exactly what the problem is. They believe it's a sway bar. Then they noticed two different cars showing smoke on the racetrack and very astutely they let Rusty stay out just a little bit more. He had already lost a lap. He was losing some more time on the racetrack but they waited a few laps to see if they did get a caution which they did. Now here comes the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac to the attention of the crew. The rest of the cars on the lead lap come down pit road. They jacked the car up on the right side. They're not doing anything else to Rusty Wallace's car at this point other than changing right side tires. Looks like they're making an adjustment on the right front of the car. Now up to Jim Phillips where most of the leaders are. That's right, Weston, including uh, Dale Earnhardt, the points leader. Mark Martin is in. He's getting four tires in gasoline. Ernie Irvin getting service just up uh, behind him. 
Bobby Labonte is in the pits. Darrell Waltrip is in the pits. Earnhardt's right side tires are on. Now his left side tires are going on as Kyle Petty swings out of the pit stall first. Earnhardt down. 18.9 seconds on the Earnhardt stop. Dick Brooks. Oh, Bill Elliott was in. They got him tires and got him back on the racetrack pretty good. As Jim said, uh, uh, Kyle Petty was in. They got him serviced up and got him out. Rick Mask is back in. They've changed his tires, got him gassed up, and he's gone. The way they came off pit road, Mark Martin beat everybody out, so he should go right back into the lead. Ernie Irvin came out right behind him, and then Kyle Petty. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Today's Slick 50 500 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee, the official coffee of NASCAR, by Gatorade Sports Drink for that deep down body thirst, by Performax from Pennzoil, the synthetic motor oil that works like liquid ball bearings, protects your engine to the max, by Dirt Devil Vacuum Cleaners from Royal, the power of an upright in the palm of your hand. And by Gumout, quality automotive products providing solutions to engine problems. Mark Martin continues to lead the Slick 5500. We are live at Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona for the next to the last Winston Cup race of the season. NASCAR championship up for grabs, though right now Dale Earnhardt runs in fourth, while Rusty Wallace is a lap down in 18th and back on pit road again. Mark Martin, the race leader today, has led 182 laps. The race slowed eight times by caution, so currently a total of 34 laps. Average speed of 100.656 miles an hour. Welcome back, everyone, to the Valley of the Sun, back down to the pits where it is anything but sunny for the Rusty Wallace team. They're still working on the right front of the car, Eli. They uh, broke a sway bar on the front of the car. The right front tire kind of broke it down. Uh, Tony Liberati and the rest of the crew are pushing Wally Dahlenbach's car down pit road. A breather line came off the rear end housing, which caused it, uh, the problem on the Keystone Beer Planters Peanuts car. So that's the update on Rusty Wallace. It was a good bit of smoke from behind the Dick Trickle car a short while ago as he came down the pit lane for service. And this caution will continue for a bit longer. They're cleaning up after, apparently, the engine failure on the part of the Wally Dallenbach car. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series will be taking the weekend off, but the NASCAR Bush Series will be in action. The Granger 400 will be run at the Hickory Motor Speedway. That's next Sunday. In two weeks, the big trip header weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway on Friday of that weekend. That's the 12th of November. Bush Pole updates will be coming your way right here on MRN. There'll also be an ARCA Series event, their season finale that day, the Jiffy Lube 500K at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Friday night, the 12th of November, we'll have a special edition of NASCAR Live for you, coming to you from the Airport Hilton Hotel at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Then Saturday the 13th, the Slick 5300, the season finale for the NASCAR Bush Series, 1.15 Eastern Time. Steve Grissom and David Green battling for that Bush Series championship. And on Sunday, the 14th of November, two weeks from today, the Hooters 500 to settle it all for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, 12.15 Eastern Time. And by the way, that day, there's that big Toshiba Theater View $1 million challenge up for grabs. Should the uh, eventual Winston Cup champion go on to win the Bush Pole at Atlanta, 
win the race and eventually the championship. An additional $1 million from the folks at Toshiba Theater View. And then our season wraps up with a bonus race for you on Sunday, November 28th. We'll visit the Myrtle Beach Speedway in South Carolina first time. The NASCAR Winston All-Pro Series, the All-Pro 400. That's coming up on Sunday, November 28th. And the ticket offices at all of those speedways are open for you to fill your ticket needs. They have just put the lights back on again atop the safety car, so we're not going racing this time. A little more time for Rusty Wallace and the crew to continue repairs on the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Well, Buddy Parrott and the boys working overtime on Rusty Wallace's car, trying to get it back into racing trim. Buddy's third right now in the Western Auto Mechanic of the Year competition. That's down to the final two races. There's $25,000 going to the Mechanic of the Year from Western Auto at the uh, NASCAR Winston Cup Series Awards Banquet at the Waldorf in New York early December. Andy Petrie is currently leading in Dale Earnhardt's pit area. Steve Meal, crew chief for Mark Martin, is second. Then Buddy Parrott, ahead of Ken Schrader's designation man Frank Edwards and the Ricky Rudd crew chief Gary Dehart. $1,000 will be awarded today for the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. We'll give you that name later on. And then $25,000 in New York first weekend of December. Green flag goes in the air and they'll get down to settle the slick 5,500 as they race off into turn number one chasing Mark Martin. Valvoline Ford leads the way. Ernie Irvin right in behind him clearing the lap car there again. Here comes Kyle Petty. He's third in line. Fourth now the Dale Earnhardt car. Fifth Bill Elliott working their way to turn three. Those cars still hung up on the outside of lap traffic. Earnhardt trying to get around both Leak Speed and Harry Gant's car. Harry, the first car a lap or more down, holds the inside line. Earnhardt goes way wide up in four. Earnhardt is running in fourth on the lead lap. Rusty Wallace is 20th, a lap down. That's the picture for the Winston Cup championship. Mark Martin is the race leader in turn one. Earnhardt's running in the third spot now, still trying to clear himself in the lap car of Harry Gant. Right behind him, Bill Elliott has a close moment. He's trying to get by Lake Speed, and Speed slid up into him, coming off turn two. Ricky Rudd is right on Bill Elliott's back bumper. Michael Waltrip racing for position with Rudd. He's inside of Ricky and right behind the Lake Speed lap car. Then Darrell Waltrip and Bonnie Labonte get together. It's a big bottleneck attraction. Traffic coming off turn number four. They get three wide all the way down to the inside. Goes Michael Walter. They sandwich Lake Speed in. And Ricky Rudd will break free of that pack before they get back to turn two. Bobby Lavani is the one who really gets the good move here. He swings to the outside while Michael, Michael Walter passes the inside lane. And Labonte now gets around the outside of the Lake Speed car to pass him. So Labonte will move up to the seventh spot. He's about a half car length behind sixth place Ricky Rudd. And he still he gets nudged by Lake Speed. Speed slides up the racetrack. They'll all get by okay. But everybody now holding their position. Keeping their calm as everything settles down. Behind speed, Waltrip and Waltrip. Michael to the inside, Darrell to the outside. Darrell's going to have to go around Lake Speed using the outside lane. That may take him a little bit too high in the banking. He thinks better of it. He'll fall back in line now while brother Michael gets out of the throttle and falls in line behind Darrell. Darrell will hold the ninth spot. Michael will fall back to the tenth spot while Mark Martin drives away from the rest of the field. Mark Martin again has opened up a lot of daylight on Ernie Irvin. About 25 car lengths as they cross the line. And Irvin also has pulled away from Kyle Petty. The closest thing to the front four in a battle right now is going to be Earnhardt closing in on Kyle in turn two. Earnhardt's in the fourth position. Kyle Petty in the third spot. About a car length and a half separate base. Those two. Then comes a lap car of Harry Kent. About five car lengths back now to Bill Elliott who's in fifth. Elliott running about five car lengths in front of sixth place Ricky Rudd. Then seventh place Labonte and eighth place Mast. Eighth place Mast are bumper to bumper right 
behind. Rusty Wallace about a half lap away from getting up to the leaders and then another lap. So he's about a lap and a half down at this stage of the day with some 62 laps remaining. 250 in the books, 312 making up the distance. Here's the running order. Martin the leader, Irvin is second, Kyle Petty third, Earnhardt is fourth, Bill Elliott fifth, Ricky Rudd is sixth, Bobby Labonte is seventh, Rick Mast runs eighth, Darrell Waltrip ninth, Michael Waltrip tenth, eleventh is Morgan Shepard. Those eleven cars are on the lead lap. Twelfth is Harry Gant a lap down, thirteenth is Lake Speed, fourteenth Terry Labonte, and fifteenth Dale Jarrett. Also a lap down and sixteenth is Bobby Hillman, seventeenth is Ted Musgrave, eighteenth Kenny Wallace, nineteenth is Sterling Marlin. Two laps down and twentieth now. Two laps down and twentieth is Rusty Wallace. 21st spot, they'll post the uh, Chuck Bound car. 22nd, Rick Wilson. 23rd, Dick Trickle. That car smoking heavily on the racetrack. Running in the uh, 24th position, they'll show Rick Corelli at this moment. 25th belongs to the uh, Sedgwick car. Well, Sedgwick now the crew chief for Ron Hornaday. He's in 25th. 26th is Derek Cope. 27th belongs to Todd Bodine. Loy Allen runs in 28th. These cars now many, many laps down. Uh, Jimmy Spencer in 29th. Brett Bodine running in 30th. 31st position, Steve Grissom. He is still uh, being posted there in the car now, getting set to return to the racetrack. Everybody else in the garage area were many, many, many laps down, including Jeff Gordon, some 94 laps behind. Boy, the key here today at Phoenix has certainly been the guys that have found the right setup on this new pavement. Everybody thought they could run on it real well like they did on Friday in practice. It wasn't anybody complaining at all. But as we said, it was very hot on Friday and Saturday. They might have put a setup in there for a very hot day today, and it has not turned out that way. Let's go to the pits. Here's Dale Earnhardt's pit with Richard Childers. Richard, even though Rusty's had problems, it doesn't seem to have affected the way Dale's driving. No, we're just trying to salvage our day. We, you know, we knocked our toe in out a little bit early. And we're just trying to salvage our day, run our own race right now. How's the car right now? He says it's pretty decent. We've helped it some, but it's not like we wanted that's the story from Dale Earnhardt's pit, car owner Richard Childress. It's been obvious all day that Dale's car has not been quite to his liking. I've watched him come off turn four here all afternoon, and a lot of times he's really had to fight that car to keep it from going way out and maybe tagging the outside wall as they have continued to work on it, made adjustments, and got it better. But they still did not have the setup that they had here on Saturday in that final practice session. And on Saturday morning when we talked with them, everybody said that's the man you're going to have to beat. Hadn't worked out that way for Dale today. No, Mark Martin has been the man thus far far. He has been the dominant car all afternoon long, and interestingly, he said to me uh, Thursday evening, we got together here in Phoenix, and he said, you know, we still need to improve a little bit. I said, where do you need to improve? Basically in combinations uh, for, you know, for the inconsistency. Uh, the best thing for consistency is great race cars. Uh, if you've really got great race cars, They'll consistently run in the top five for you, uh, you know, except for some bad days once in a while, which you have to have in this sport. Trouble in turn two. One car spins around, and Sterling Marlin, he made contact with Dick Trickle as they came into turn number one. As they got to turn two, Marlin spun to the outside, tagged the wall there, and Dick Trickle spins down on the dirt and sand off turn number two. Cautions on the speedway. Comes out at lap 257. Sterling Marlin's car sitting out just off the outside wall, right out in the middle of the racetrack. 
racetrack, so to speak. Dick Crickle slid all across the grass, finally gets his fire, and will bring it on around the, the racetrack. Everybody's hoping Dick would have a good day here. They lost a couple of cylinders on the car apparently a little bit earlier. He will get his fired and move on around the speedway as Sterling continues to sit over there. Let's go back to Joe Moore. A lot of the stage dry that's been put down on the racetrack, and there's been a couple of tons of it late here in turns one and two, has been blown either to the outside of the high side of the racetrack or down low on the apron. Trickle coming into the turn was working way down low and got the left side tires in some of that stage dry. The car broke loose a little bit at about the same time Marlon was trying to pass him on the outside. They made contact that way, and by the time they got to turn two, they both thought they could save it, but then, and again, Marlon spun to the outside. They're servicing his car now. Trickle was able to drive away, but even more smoke than ever from behind the Mannheim Auction Chevrolet. That car is on pit road as they go to work on it, but it looks like they might be able to continue. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. I used to make beef stew from scratch. Then my husband and I started going to the races, and I didn't have time. So now I buy Bunker Hill beef stew. Bunker Hill's got tender chunks of real beef and less fat than other leading brands. Shoot, it's 97% fat-free. Now if I offer to make homemade beef stew, my husband says, Don't go to all that trouble. Open a can of Bunker Hill. That boy's either being real sweet or he's trying to tell me something. Bunker Hill, flat out better than the rest. In the third position, driving Among the top 20 drivers on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit, there are five different makes of cars, but only one brand of gasoline. 76. For performance you can count on, go with the spirit. The spirit of 76. Saturday, November 13th, NASCAR Busch Series Racing from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Live coverage of the Slick 50 300 begins at 1.15 on MRN Radio. Seeing a few pit stops right now, but for the majority of the cars that are on pit road, there are many, many laps down. The only car that came in that was on the lead lap would have been that of Michael Waltrip. Let's get a report there. They just made a four-tire stop on the Pennzoil Pontiac. Didn't seem to be any trouble. Still working on Rusty Wallace's car. The right front end still working on that sway bar. Now the crew swings around to change left side rubber while they have him in. Still plenty of time to do that. Dick Trickle's car still sits on the the Jackson, they're working on it. Wayne Jinks, Doug Rickert, the rest of the crew, Peter Suspenzo, working on the right rear end of the Mannheim Auctions Chevrolet. Bobby Hillen was in also, along with uh, Kenny Schrader just a moment ago as they go back onto the speedway from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. At Phoenix International Raceway, we're looking down right upon Pitt Road, watching the uh, Dick Trickle crew work on the rear end housing of the Mannheim Auto Auctions Chevrolet, and uh, a lot of repairs to do, which they obviously won't allow the team to do on Pitt Road. And at this stage of the day, just some uh, 40 or so laps, 50 laps remaining, uh, it could be the end of the day for Dick Trickle after that contact he made with Sterling Marlin. Marlin's car is having to come in on the wrecker, so physically that car is worse off than Trickle with the rear end housing more. And if it moves over like this at this stage of the day, I don't think they'll have enough time to fix it. No, they're not going to be able to do a whole lot with it. Ernie Irvin's in a position to maybe pull out another win here. He rides right behind Mark Martin, and let's go down and get a report from his pit. Well, we're the Hamilton pit. Uh, Larry McReynolds, the crew chief, talking to Ernie right now on the radio, telling him uh, what is going on in the race, and uh, we played a little bit different strategy today. 261 laps down. Larry, 
got that number six up ahead of you. Could you take him in these last few laps? I don't know. You know, we still got 52 laps to go, Jim, and our car just it just don't get going on new fresh tires. So really, hopefully this caution was a blessing. At least this puts us even with it right now. We got 52 laps to go. I'm sure they made some adjustments last stop. On that long green run a while ago, we seemed to be a little better at the end. So see what happens. It seems as though you and Ernie are working so great together. He's uh, driving a little bit different, not as aggressive uh, when he can't be, and then when he needs to be, he is. Well, you know, we've tried to work together knowing that these races are 500 kilometers, 500 miles, and that it's nice to lead a lap and get five points if the car do it, but what really counts is that checkered flag lap, and that's what wins you championships. That's Larry McReynolds, crew chief for Ernie Irvin, riding second right now. Ernie Irvin's had a pretty good run here today, but Mark Martin still has the cream of the crop, so to speak. That's been the only car that's been that consistent all day long, and he's trying to pull out a win as they get ready to go back to green, I believe, in one more lap or about a half a lap. Dick Trickle has gone to the garage. Winston Kelly is in the Rusty Wallace pit. Well, Buddy Parrott, the crew chief, is talking to his driver, Rusty Wallace, talking to him about who he's running against. They had to start him on the tail end of the lead lap, but he's still talking to Rusty Wallace, so we'll try to get a comment with him later on. They have pushed Dick Trickle behind the wall, and Sterling Marlin's car has been loaded up, put on the record behind the wall. We'll get a comment from them here in just a moment. And let's establish again that uh, it is two laps down for Rusty Wallace. He has 259 laps complete, everybody else 261 complete, so he is being posted in 20th position. The second car, two laps down. Chuck bound the man ahead of him we do owe our stations a break here it'll be coming your way in just a moment but the restart now an important one here late in the event here they come out of turn four pace car behind the pit wall mark martin brings him down to the line green flag goes in the air and he sets sail ernie Irvin will try to hang with him as well as kyle petty they're back in one Irvin can't do anything till he clears a lap traffic he'll do that coming into turn one as he goes by harry gant now he'll try to keep in touch with mark martin stays there within a couple of car lengths of him on the back straightaway but things bottle up behind there kyle petty has a little trouble getting around some lap traffic that makes Dale Earnhardt and Bill Elliott jam on the brakes so things bottled up from fourth and fifth on back. Yeah, Lake Speed's car kind of slipped up just a bit. Nearly had a problem on everybody's hands but they all held their cool nicely. Lap 264 on the board of 312. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Lap 264 is on the board of 312. We welcome you back to Phoenix International Raceway, the waning stages of the Slick 50 300. And Brett Bonine gets kind of nudged going in the middle of three and four. Alan Bestwick, he almost got into the wall. Jerry Labonte was trying to pass Brett underneath, and Labonte's car just shot up the racetrack. Looked like it broke loose on him. He bumped into the side of Brett. Brett was able to keep it off the wall and get it back going the right direction. That would have taken out about seven or eight cars because there was traffic in front, behind, a little bit of everywhere. Leader is Mark Martin. He's heading back to turn three and four. He's ahead of Ernie Irvin. About three car lengths. They got away from Kyle Petty real good on that restart when Kyle got caught up in some of that lap traffic back there. Kyle has lost about a second and a half to the front two as they work back over to turn two. Good race is going on for seventh and eighth. Rick Mast trying to hold off Bobby Labonte as Labonte tried to go to the outside of Mast. Darrell Waltrip suddenly appeared down on the inside of Bobby Labonte. So now they'll fight for the eighth spot as Chuck Bound loses it off turn two. The pedigree dog food car spins down to the inside. Everyone gets by a up on the track. 
Now, there is an escape road there. That's where Chuck Bowne has come to a stop. It's the exit of an infield road course area, if you will. There is no caution yet because Bowne has come to a stop a good groove and a half off the racing surface on that escape road. So the leaders continue on the backstretch. It is Mark Martin with about three car lengths on Ernie Irvin, then almost a full second back to Kyle Petty, another half a second back to Earnhardt Elliott, a lap car, then Ricky Rudd. No caution on the speedway. Finally, Chuck Bowne will get the car fired and bring it on around the racetrack, so no problem for anybody on the speedway. 268 laps go on the scoreboard as Jimmy Spencer gets up in the loose stuff coming through three and four. He almost got a piece of the wall in the corner. Rides along this wall here and will ease back down into turn number one, and we're seeing a lot of cars really get out of shape in the waning laps of the slick 5500. Here's a leader, Mark Martin, back to three. Barney, the reason a lot of these cars are getting out of shape, there have been a lot of those engine failures earlier in the race coming down the backstretch and into turn number three, so they've had to put a lot of oil dry down at this end of the racetrack all during the course of the race that's been blown up to the top side of the racetrack if you get those right side tires up to where a lot of that oil dry is that's well out of where you should be running but if you slip up there you gotta have a hard time holding on to the car without going way up towards the wall it's not bothering mark martin he's got eight tenths of a second right now on ernie irvin who's running in second spot then about two seconds back to third place kyle petty so the front two cars have been dominant here in the latter stages of the day harry gant now being uh, posted next in line, but Harry is not uh, on the lead lap, so the next man running would be Dale Earnhardt. He's in fourth. Bill Elliott holding down fifth at lap 270. Life. Have you got what it takes to be a mountain man? Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. When Dale Jarrett was young, he had dreams of becoming a professional golfer. Till one day his daddy offered to let him drive the car. Hey, come back here. Golf's lost his racing's gain, and Dale's oil and air filters of choice are Wix filters. Right, Dale? That's right. I wouldn't use anything but high-performance Wix oil and air filters. So can you, because Wix makes filters for just about every car. How's your golf game? Good. Haven't wrecked any carts lately. Wix filters. You'll find them in professional auto parts stores like Bumper to Bumper, your all-pro auto parts source. 272 laps are complete in the Slick 5500. As the laps are winding down here this afternoon, Mark Martin continues to lead everybody. He is still ahead of Ernie Irvin by about 10 car lengths. Let's go to the garage in Winston Kelly. Sterling Marlin, the Ray Bestest car behind the wall. What happened out there? Well, we run good early. Uh, you know, anywhere from first to seventh, and uh, Ernie got against the start of the race and turned us around, and, you know, just racing was no big deal, but uh, we lost a uh, cylinder. And, uh, just, you know, trying to finish race. And Trickle, uh, I don't know what he's doing. He, I guess he had seven and a half uh, cylinders. I had seven, and he got under me. And I just let him go, and he got in and stayed right or something coming off, too, run, run up and hit me in the left rear and turned me around in the wall. The Rebestus Ford out this afternoon. 274 laps on the board from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio.
11 cars are on the lead lap here at Phoenix International Raceway. 276 of 312 laps complete. Mark Martin leads. Ernie Irvin is second. Kyle Petty third. Dale Earnhardt is fourth. Fifth now is Bill Elliott. Sixth, Ricky Rudd. Darrell Waltrip is seventh. Eighth belongs to the Bobby Labonte car. Super run for Michael Waltrip. He's in ninth. Their highest finish of the year was eighth, so they're within shouting distance of that spot. Running in the tenth position now is Rick Mast, and eleventh is Morgan Shepard. One lap down in 12th, Harry Gant. 13th is Lake Speed. 14th is Terry Labonte. 15th spot is Dale Jarrett. 16th spot, also a lap down, Kenny Wallace. 17th is Ted Musgrave. 18th is Bobby Hillen. Then you drop the two laps back. That's where you'll find Rusty Wallace, along with the Rick Wilson and Rick Corelli cars. Wallace running right now in 19th spot. Further back, 22nd position is Chuck Bound. 23rd, they'll have Ron Hornaday. Chuck Bound, we mentioned rather Derek Cope now in 24th. 25th will be Loy Allen Jr. 26th, Todd Bodine. Jimmy Spencer is 27th. Brett Bodine is 28th. 29th was Sterling Marlin. That's likely where he'll wrap up just ahead of the 30th place runner who's also in the garage now, Dick Trickle. This mid-race update brought to you by Heilig Myers Furniture. Proud sponsor of the Bobby Hillen, Judy Dunlevy, Ford Thunderbird. Been a heck of a battle going on between Dale Earnhardt and Bill Elliott for the last three or four laps around, and that would be for fourth place. Uh, they've been alongside of each other a couple of times, touched a couple of times. Currently, Earnhardt holds on to it. Elliott would like to ease up there and take it away from him. Talked to Junior Johnson yesterday. A lot of changes coming up in his operation for next year, and there have been a lot of rumors about that Bill Elliott might leave the team and other things might happen up there. I asked Junior if everything was pretty well settled in. That's right. Uh, the McDonald's, Budweiser, and Bill Elliott, uh, all of that stuff is all in place for next year. And after next year, Bill wants to go, you know, on his own or run his own team or go with somebody else. I think that's what he should do. Uh, in fact, I've even offered him that situation the coming year. There's been a lot of rumors saying that Bill wants to run his own team and uh, that kind of thing. I have offered him that. If he wants it, it's fine with me. Uh, I think anybody should do their own thing the way they want to do it. If they don't like their present situations, move on. Thoughts of Junior Johnson, but Junior says right now the way it stacks up, Bill Elliott will stay with his Budweiser team at Junior Johnson Enterprises for another year. But there will be uh, quite a few changes coming up up there. And, and I think Junior intends to get those teams turned around. Talking about right now, if the race tour were to finish exactly how Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace are running now with Earnhardt in fourth and Wallace in 19th. Each man has led a lap today. Neither one will lead the most laps. There will be a 126-point spread if nothing changes. 126 between Earnhardt and Wallace heading into the season finale. The Hooters 500 in Atlanta, but again, there's still uh, some 20 laps or so remaining, a bit over 20, so we'll keep monitoring the situation for you. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, I've got the Western Auto Mechanic the race, and it's no surprise that it's Steve Beal. Steve, you're the Western Auto Mechanic the race. Congratulations to you. Well, thank you. All the guys have worked real hard. The track has come to us today. The weather, I guess, is just perfect, because yesterday in the sun, we weren't very good, but right now, Arnie looks awful tough, so we're concentrating hard on trying to win the race, but all the guys here in Roush Racing appreciate the award. $1,000 to him, and he goes into that uh, pool at the end of the year, and he might uh, take home a check for $25,000. Western Auto Mechanic Grace, Steve Meal.
Well-deserved because they have really had the best car all day long. Currently, he leads by about three-tenths of a second over Ernie Irvin. Now, they have left Kyle Petty a long ways behind. Kyle really has dropped back now a full straightaway, which is going to translate to about eight or nine seconds. He's not gaining any ground at all. Meanwhile, the battle going on between Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt, that's evaporated for the moment as Earnhardt is pulled away from Elliott now by about five or ten car lengths there over in turn two. Good battle. has been watching for the last couple of laps here. He's right behind those two, and that is Ricky Rudd trying to hold off Darrell Waltrip. Both doing real well here this afternoon at the closing laps. Also, Bobby Labonte having a good run, and Michael Waltrip has been closing in on him several times in the last few laps right now. That battle's kind of stabilized. It's been a good run for Michael Waltrip today, Winston Kelly. Yes, it has. Doug Hewitt sitting up on the toolbox here. Chuck Ryder, the team owner there. There... They've had a very good run. They had uh, Renee Latchman in the uh, the, the uh, pit here with them. He's a friend of some of the crews. Had a good run for you today. Yeah, the car's running real good. Uh, we've got about 30 more laps to go. We hope to get this Pendrell Pontiac in the top 10 today. What all is Michael saying about the track with the new pavement? Has he said much about that? The track's excellent. It's uh, the, We've been a little tight all day, and I think most people have. Uh, it's perfectly smooth. It's beautiful. Battle on the back straightaway for the lead. Last lap, Mark Martin got up into the oil dry way on the top of turn three. Ernie Irvin caught him. He's underneath him now. They're side by side midway through three and four. That's the race for the lead. Here they come out of turn number four. Mark determined to stay up there. Ernie determined to take it away from him. That would have been a photo finish had it been the last lap. That's the way they go back to turn two. Irvin's got a nose out in front coming into the turn, but Martin again pulls even. Now Martin with a nose out in front, and he's in the outside lane as they exit turn two. They drag race through the dogleg coming up on lap cars now the Jeff Gordon wounded machine drops down onto the safety apron giving the leaders room to race Irvin slides up crowding Martin to the outside they bump together in four Irvin's led a couple of times today here he comes out of turn number four Mark Martin drops back by a half car lane Irvin leads lap 289 this is the car that's won the last two years here at Phoenix trying to make it three in a row Martin still struggling on the outside lane and again he'll pull even they make contact off turn two Irvin almost loses the car but saves it and falls back in line in second he is now about a half a car length behind Mark Martin, so Mark regains the lead. Both drivers going wider and wider and wider each time through this end of the racetrack. Ernie did a heck of a job of keeping that car from turning completely around, but in saving the car, it has allowed Mark Martin to pull away by about seven or eight car lengths. 290 laps on the board, 312 will complete the race. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with the finish. When Daryl Waltrip's at work, a tire problem could ruin his day. Like you, I need the right tires at the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. Western Auto's wide assortment of name brand tires are at unbeatable low prices every day. And you can always count on Western Auto for mounting, balancing, and alignment seven days a week. Western Auto installs your tires fast with their 58-minute tire installation guarantee. Mounted in 58 minutes or less. The right tires, the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. It's deep, deep down. I've got a There's a reason Gatorade thirst quenches on the NASCAR circuit. Because Gatorade quenches a deep-down thirst like nobody else. In fact, Gatorade provides fluids, minerals, and energy 30% faster than water. The pros know nothing beats Gatorade. Two hundred and ninety-two laps complete. Three twelve will make up the slick fifty-five hundred. The leader continues to be Mark Martin from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio.
295 laps are complete, 18 miles to settle the slick 5500. Winston Kelly was mentioning before, Renee Latchman is here, the manager of the Florida Marlins, Major League Baseball's expansion franchise of a year ago. It's not unusual to see athletes from many different sports checking out Winston Cup Racing whenever it comes to their general area, and they're seeing an outstanding finish here today. Right now, Mark Martin and Ernie Irvin battling for that lead, lap 295 of 312. They're swinging back into turn number one, and Joe Moore, they may catch some of that big pack of traffic directly ahead. Yeah, they got several cars directly ahead, and then a group of cars that are racing side by side. They'll catch those within about three laps. Jimmy Spencer, Rick Wilson, Bobby Hillen, Todd Bodine, all involved in that group. They've been swapping positions back and forth. Here's the leader, Mark Martin, closing in on the driver that'll be the Winston West champion this year. They come back out of the corner and move towards the start-finish line. The Winston West championship was settled by Corelli just qualifying for today's running of the Slick 5500. Rick's going full-time Winston Cup racing, so they say next year, with uh, Bill Sedgwick as the crew chief. It's going to be a very interesting combination as they come east for 1994. 297 laps on the board. The leaders make their move around Corelli. They move to the outside of turns three and four now. Still about five car lengths between Martin and Irvin. That'll translate to about a not quite a half a second between the two as Martin takes him across the line, goes back into turn number one, and that traffic that we talked about a moment ago, Joe Moore, is certainly going to become a factor before this race is over for the front two. And those cars continue racing side by side. Bobby Hillen down on the inside of Rick Wilson. Todd Bodine just made a pass of the Brett Bodine car, but now the leaders beginning to catch side of the rear ends of those cars. So you're closing in on behind from uh, turns three and four now. The front two now without any real challenge from behind only have to worry about each other in the traffic. Jeff Gordon has parked his car. He can't improve his position at all. As a matter of fact, finishing where he will today back at the 35th spot, he could well drop to uh, 13th in points. He was hoping to go from 11th up to 10th. Instead, he'll drop down to 13th, the likelihood being here with just one race remaining, the Hooters 500. Two weeks from today at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, you'll be hearing it right here on MRN Radio. Laps down at 299, 13 miles to settle it. Ernie Irvin trying to save those good years for one last assault on Mark Martin. They're heading back to turn one. What's going to make this really interesting, Eli, the fact that the racetrack is actually running out of space up here, all the oil dry that's gone down today. Alan Beswick mentioned how it's piled up on the outside of the racetrack. Well, it's also piled up down on the inside, and whereas earlier in the day, a lot of drivers were hanging those left side tires down across the line on the inside of the track, making a move down on the inside of their competitor. But when the leaders catch all these lap cars, they can't go to the outside because the state ride is piled up there and likewise can't make the move to the inside, so this will make it more interesting than ever in the closing laps. They work back into turns one and two, the interval just about the same, with maybe three to four car lengths. Mark Martin over Ernie Irvin. Kyle Petty is no longer a factor as far as being right up there running with the front two. They're back in three. Work around the outside of the Rick Wilson car. Now the leader, Martin, goes to the outside of the Brett Bodine car. He'll try and make that pass off of four. The indication now, 10 laps to go as the leaders come towards the start-finish line. 10 more times around as Doyle Ford, the chief starter, leans out over the flag stands, showing the 10 fingers to the competitors. The leaders back in turn two, five car lengths apart. Brett Bodine drops to the inside, lets the leaders go by. First Martin, and now Ernie Irvin pulls up to the outside of the Quaker State Ford. Now a short stretch of clear racetrack before they'll catch the Ken Schrader car. One car sideways in turn four. Jimmy Spencer almost gets the wall, gets it back under control right in front of the leaders as they come off the corner. It's about the third time in the last 40 laps that Jimmy Spencer has almost got into the wall when he got up in the loose stuff coming through three and four. He will keep it in a straight line, and the leaders bear down on him over in turn two. First they'll encounter the Ken Schrader car. The Kodiak Chevrolet drops to the inside. Mark 
Martin flashes by him. Now pulls up behind two cars, racing side by side. Derek Cope inside of Bobby Hillen. Cope backs off. Hillen moves down to the inside. Now slides up the racetrack. Martin has to go a little wider than he probably was expecting to, but gets by okay. Had to hold his breath there as he gets around the outside of Hillen. Ernie Irvin tries to take that same groove, is able to do so. 304 of 312 complete. Irvin steps up to the outside of Bobby Hillen, makes a pass of that car. Now within two car lengths of Mark Martin as they head down the back straightaway. They've got a little ways to go before they catch the Jimmy Spencer and Kenny Wallace cars. The next lap machine's in front of them on the racetrack. It is Martin now with only just that two-car length lead on Ernie Irvin as they race off the corner. And just about all the lap cars that they have chased down in the last ten circuits around have moved down to the inside of the racetrack and give them plenty of racing room. Could be a good good finish a little further back in the pack between Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt. They've been running close enough that those positions could change before the day is over. They're in turn two. Earnhardt has the third spot. Back at the fourth is Bill Elliott trying to make his move by. Make that fourth and fifth that they're trying to decide there. Earnhardt holds off Elliott as he looks down to the inside. He'll fall back in single file. And also a pretty good race for sixth and seventh. Darrell Waltrip's in seventh trying to catch Ricky Rudd in sixth. Jimmy Hensley can no longer improve his position. He'll park the Kodak Film Chevrolet with six miles to go as the leaders head back to the corner. Ernie Irvin's on Martin's tail. Ernie Irvin looks to the outside of Mark Martin, but he occupies that part of the racetrack. She will fall back in line in single file. Three car lengths between the two of them in turn three. Irvin is close enough that all he needs is one slip by Martin to be there. Mark running about halfway up the racetrack, midway through turns three and four. Mark Martin not going to take any chances at this stage of the race, that's for sure. A couple of cars directly ahead in the form of Jimmy Spencer and Kenny Wallace. And Spencer's car not handling all that well as the leaders bear down. And now Jimmy Spencer's going to race door-to-door right in front of the two front runners. Spencer dives down to the inside of Kenny Wallace. Sees he can't make it stick there. He'll fall back in line in single file. That'll make it a little bit easier for the leaders as they approach those lap cars. And looks like Mark Martin has picked up a little more ground on Ernie Irvin. Maybe another 10 or 15 feet. The advantage now, Martin over Irvin. Martin's big key today. He's getting off the corner so well. That's where he's picking up. Maybe only an extra foot or two or three, but that's paying off here. That's enough of an edge to keep Ernie Irvin at bay. Five car links back, as a matter of fact, for Mark Martin over Ernie Irvin as a get by Jimmy Spencer, and now close in on Kenny Wallace. Working their way through the dogleg, halfway down the back straightaway, then that other left-hand kick, the double dogleg on the back stretch here at Phoenix. Now Martin down to the bottom of turn three, running up on the back of the Dirt Devil Pontiac. That's what everybody told us yesterday. The key to winning this race could be coming off the turn, because if you can get off a little bit better than the car behind you, he's going to be off balance. Is not going to be able to make a run on you in the straightaway. They go back to turn two. Mark Martin down to the inside of the track. The car pushes up just a little bit as he looks directly ahead and sees a couple of cars he'll have to deal with shortly. Ernie Irvin still about five car lengths behind him off turn two. Mark still following Kenny Wallace. They go to the outside of the Chuck Bound machine at the entrance of turn number three. Kenny Wallace clears Bound's car. Now runs up the racetrack in front of the leaders as they work under the bridge and off the corner. These race fans still glued to their seats or to their locations on the hill, all watching the final couple of laps unfold. Two miles to go. Mark Martin's in control. Aveline Ford in front of the Texaco Haviland Ford. They'll maintain about five car lengths between the two as they close in on more of that traffic. Kenny Wallace directly ahead of the leader. They follow Kenny down the backstretch. It is Martin and Irvin all by themselves to settle it. Now once they get by Wallace they'll be free track ahead to run the final mile. Those three cars run off the corner. Coming back down to the line 
just one car directly ahead of the front two as the white flag goes out for Mark Martin. One more circuit around. Ernie Irvin's got about three-quarters of a mile to try and get around him. They're back in one. Martin's been flawless all day. No time to make a mistake now. Here he goes to the outside of Kenny Wallace. Ernie Irvin doing all he can, still within about five car lengths of the leader. Clear racetrack ahead. If Martin slips in three and four, Irvin will have the room to make a move. Here they come to the entrance of the corner now. Martin slides up. The groove he's been taken for the last several laps. He's on his way off the corner. Ernie Irvin within a car length. Ernie Irvin's not going to have enough time. Mark Martin, the third place Winston Cup point man, picks up victory number five of the year. His first at Phoenix with Irvin finishing in the second spot. Kyle Petty comes home in third. Dale Earnhardt fourth. Fifth will be Bill Elliott. Unofficially, Rusty Wallace comes home in 19th spot, and that should be a 126-point lead for Dale Earnhardt heading into the season finale in Atlanta. The postmortems next. The hot new Pontiac Grand Am GT. Oh man, it's good to be alive. If you're ready to rock, it's the one to see. This car's got heart, it's got soul. 16 valve HO quad four. Oh, look out road, I'm in control. Standard ABS and more. There's nothing like the natural fact of standing on a Pontiac. The new Grand Am. It's pure driving excitement. pain relief tablets have the fast-acting goodies headache powders formula that doctors preferred by three to one over bc's make it goodies make it fast try goodies pain relief tablets nascar today continues on mrn radio sponsored by ford and your local ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough ford trucks Back at Phoenix International Raceway, Mark Martin has just rolled into victory lane. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, Mark just uh, crawling out of his car and waving to everybody. Mark, you made a comment on uh, on tape a while ago that you need consistent race cars in order to run and win races and stuff. There's not much more consistency than you could have in the last uh, four or five months anyway. Been great, but i got to say this race, uh, Steve Mill uh, with his calls in the pits, and great pit stops made the difference. Ernie was tough on the long hauls. We worked on our car all day to make it better and uh, for the long hauls, and we managed to get it just enough. Ernie uh, made it harder than it really probably looked. Uh, we really had to run hard there at the end and try to make no mistakes. We had broken valve springs in the engine, and it was not wanting to run as good as it might, you know. So it was a tough one, to Ernie, and them were really tough, but uh, Steve Mill... And that Jack Rouse team made the difference. They kept talking about the track getting slick or getting oil dry up on the, out of the groove and down in the bottom and stuff. And then, then you got slipped up just a little bit. And he got beside you, but it looked like your car was maybe a little bit tight coming off a corner or something. You'd kind of, it kind of lap over or something. Did you have a problem? Yeah, it didn't handle perfect. Just handled good. You know, it was a little bit better than everybody else today. Uh, maybe not quite as good on the long runs as uh, as a 28 and a couple others. But uh, it was an awesome car today. But it wasn't perfect. Uh, but I don't know if I could make it perfect today. Okay. Well, he had a good ra good running race car today, all right. Uh, as he said, though, they kind of catch up on a on a long run, and I was noticing coming off of four, turn, uh, turn four, he was having a lot of trouble. The car seemed like it was tight on him, and uh, he's having trouble getting a turn. But he pulled it out. Best way to put it. 
Car's not perfect, but it's good, good enough to win, and he pulls it out here today. Let's check in right now with Winston Kelly. Walking along beside Ernie Irvin. Ernie, with a few more laps, you just may have been able to chase him down. Well, we had 300 and something to beat him in a, and couldn't do it, so um, I can't say if we had a few more laps, we could have done it or not, but uh, we were both driving the wheels off of him. We didn't have much left, so um, it was a good run for Mark and a great run for the Texaco Haviland team. Your car seemed to be a little bit better the longer the green flags, the longer the distance between the caution flags. Well, yeah, it was, you know, up until that last stop, and Mark and them made a chassis adjustment. I think they got theirs loose enough, and um, we, we were a little nervous to get ours any looser because it was so loose at the start of a run. So uh, we kind of just went with what we had and just um, hoped there would be enough, and it was just a little short. Another extremely strong run for Ernie Irvin in the Texaco Haviland Ford Thunderbird. Now let's go over to Jim Phillips, see if he's caught up with another one of the top five finishers. Well, it wasn't the way he wanted to be for Rusty Wallace. Rusty, up at top five, going to be a top five, at least finish for you. And then what happened? I had a tire go down. I had air pressures a little bit too low. And uh, the right front tire just went down. The air popped out of it late into the run. I'm uh, sitting there, I guess, fourth, third or fourth in that, at that particular point. And, I, and when it went down, I felt it right away, and I tried to get in the pits, and I looked up, and Kenny Schrader was right on my rear end. And if I would have tried to slow down, he would have just went right through my rear end because I was too close to him. So I had to run another extra lap, and when I ran an extra lap, it just ground the bottom of the sway bar off of it, and uh, that was it. It was over then. How about the first of the race? You uh, led one lap. You got the five bonus points, but you were never able to get up there and uh, get ahead of Mark. No, the uh, the Fords were just quicker than our Pontiac today, and, uh, and had a lot of power. They handled good. And my Pontiac handled good and it had good power, but uh, they just had more. And I, was, I had a good handling. I mean, I felt like my car was strong handling-wise. I mean, I might have been off just a little bit pushing from the center out. I mean, I'd look up in the rearview mirror, and I couldn't even see the, the fifth and the sixth-place car. We were so far ahead. But, uh, hey, that, that was it. I gave it a good run, did all I could do. 126 behind going into the final race. Yeah, well, that's, just, that's, uh, that's a lot. And uh, I'd have to really sit and look and see what happens. Uh, uh, we sure the heck won't give up. We'll go there and give it all we got. Something could happen to him on the very first lap, and I could, I could maybe win the thing and still get it. So, you know, I'm optimistic uh, that, you know, I, I'm just not going to give up. I'm just not going to give up until I know it's over. Rusty Wallace, 19th today, finishes two laps down to the leader, Mark Martin. Well, that's got, what's got him where he is now, up in second place, is not giving up. Boy, they have really driven the wheels off that thing. He and Earnhardt both have run for the championship. Either exactly. one that would win it would be a deserving champion. Dick Trickle didn't have the best of days. Had a great run early. Started on the front row. Was hanging around the top 10, top 15 much of the afternoon. Then engine problems later in the day. The members of the news media here at Phoenix International have voted the $1,000 goodies headache award to Dick Trickle. And as always, there's a $250 donation going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's from goodies manufacturing in the name of Dick Trickle. Let's go back to the garage area. With Kyle Petty, who came home third in the mellow yellow car. Kyle, you seem to have a very good, consistent run today. Not enough maybe for the sixth car, but a strong car nonetheless. No, we were, you know, at, at a couple different times during the race, we were faster than the six and the 28. But as it got cooler and as it got cloudier, we got tighter. And, you know, the car was pushing out in the middle of the corner. And I hated to take wedge out because that would make it unload itself. And that scares you worse than making a push-up off corner. So I just left it like it was. Were you kind of thinking that maybe the sun would come out and then the track would come back to you in your direction? Well, you know, not really. I was surprised that we were as good as we were when the race started because yesterday we practiced in the sun, you know, and then it got cloudy today. And, you know, if it had been sunny, I felt like we'd been right. But 
it was cloudy today and we were pretty good. So, you know, heck, I, it shows you I don't know nothing about driving a race car. Yeah, you know a pretty good bit about driving one today. Another good run for Kyle Petty. We uh, saw Dale Earnhardt. He got in his trailer, changed clothes real fast. He smiled as he, as he uh, drove by. He said, uh, we're out of here. A lot of traffic, uh, got a lot of commitments that Dale Earnhardt has, and he'll take that 126-point advantage to Atlanta in a couple of weeks. That's one thing. If you think Earnhardt's quick on the racetrack, when that checkered flag falls, there have been times, and I've seen him, we all have, he'll jump in his van in uniform sometimes and say, time to beat the traffic and get gone, Dale Earnhardt coming home in fourth today with a 126-point lead for the Winston Cup championship. It would be his sixth title with one race to go. To be a champion on the track, you've got to have the best equipment. Ford does. And that's why Ford holds two of racing's biggest prizes, the NASCAR Manufacturers Championship and the Winston Cup Championship. And when it comes to the street, well, that takes the best, too. Again, Ford is the champ because Ford F-Series holds the biggest prize in the truck business, the title of best-selling truck in America. Ford F-Series, it's built Ford tough, and it's built to win because at Ford Trucks, the best never rest. Don't miss the intensity and excitement of the always thrilling Bush Clash, February 13th of Speed Weeks 94 at Daytona International Speedway. That's when the fastest of the fast of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series square off. Earnhardt, Wallace, Irvin, Petty, Martin, Schrader, and the rest of the 93 Bush Pole winners. They'll battle it out for 20 laps of in-your-face door-to-door racing. All this plus the ARCA 200 Hooters Cup Series race. Great tower seats are still available. Call 904-253-RACE. Sunday, November 14th, NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Live coverage of the Hooters 500 begins at 12.15 Eastern on MRN Radio. Back at the Phoenix International Raceway, Mark Martin enjoying victory lane right now, but let's check in with Dick Brooks. Well, we're walking along here with Bill Elliott, and uh, we're just kind of talking over the day's day at the office here, I guess, Bill. Seems like you guys are you're gaining on it. You're getting better and better, but just can't seem to get the whole thing together. You know, we're a whole lot better than the first part of the year, but, you know, just like I was saying about Mark, you know, he blew up when he first got here. They blew up in practice, and then they start to race just real cold, and all of a sudden, I mean, they're, I mean, they win a race. I mean, I don't know. You know, we struggle and try to get things going and just can't seem to get over that hurdle. But, you know, I know the guys are working hard. You know, we got a pretty good, pretty good thing going here if we can just kind of keep going and break through. Well, the weather, I think, was a lot different than a lot of people expected. I know Mark's team did not expect to do what they did today, and all of a sudden the racetrack just was their racetrack. So uh, did that make a difference you got? Well, you know, I followed Mark in practice yesterday, and his car looked awful loose, and the way the racetrack went, it just complemented what his car was. So I guess whenever you, you're right, you're right. One of those days, I guess. He Just like he said, he said they can keep getting closer, but they just can't seem to get the cigar, you know. So, But I think they're running better, and I think that really was a factor today. I don't think that Mark's team expected to do what they did. It's just the cold weather just set it up right before them. Once in a while, you'll get lucky, and once in a while, you'll be good. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Here at Phoenix International Raceway, Mark Martin wins today the Slick 5500. He's inducted into the Gatorade Circle of Champions for the fifth time this year. And it actually was a clean sweep of awards for that Valvoline team. We've already heard earlier that Steve Meal was named the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. And as the winning crew chief, he also takes home $1,000 in the folks at Plastic Coat. The Plastic Coat Winning Finish Award going to Steve Meal. We've got all the final numbers now in front of us from Martha Oliver alongside. Martin, let's pass along this uh, 
final uh, finishing order for you. Mark Martin is the winner. Ernie Irvin will finish second. Kyle Petty runs third. Dale Earnhardt finishes fourth. Bill Elliott fifth. Ricky Rudd sixth. Seventh goes to Darrell Waltrip. Bobby Labonte will finish eighth. Michael Waltrip ninth. Rick Mass tenth. Morgan Shepard is eleventh. Twelfth position goes to Harry Gant. Thirteenth to Lake Speed. 14th to Bobby Labonte, Ted Musgrave finishes 15th, 16th in the running order today, Dale Jarrett finishing 17th, Kenny Wallace, Bobby Hillen finishes 18th, Rusty Wallace comes home 19th, and he's going to have to pull out a miracle in Atlanta now to save the championship. Finishing 20th is Rick Wilson, 21st is Rick Corelli, Ron Hornaday will finish 22nd, Derek Cope 23rd, 24th goes to Chuck Bowne, and rounding out the top 25, Todd Bodine. 26th today will be Loy Allen Jr. Jimmy Spencer finishes 27th. 28th is Brett Bodine. 29th this afternoon will be Steve Grissom. And coming home in 30th spot, Sterling Marlin. 31st will go to Dick Trickle. 32nd today will be the uh, Jimmy Hensley car. 33rd, Ken Schrader. 34th, Jeff Gordon. 35th, Hutch Strickland. 36th will be Terry Fisher. In 37th, Rich Woodland. 38th, Mike Chase. In 39th this afternoon, they'll post John Andretti. And 40th finisher this day will be Wayne Jacks. 41st goes to Dirk Stevens. And first out of the event, 42nd finisher this afternoon, Jeff Bodine. As far as Winston Cup point standings are concerned, as we've documented again, it is now 126 points. Dale Earnhardt ahead of Rusty Wallace. One race remaining. The only major shuffles of the day in Winston Cup points are the fact that Ken Schrader has fallen from 6th to 8th and Jeff Gordon has fallen from 11th down to 13th spot. So it's Earnhardt with a 126-point lead over Rusty Wallace with two races remaining. Some final thoughts in a moment. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway as this record crowd begins to file out. They saw a great show here today. They really did. It was a super race. It had its moments, particularly down the stretch there. Mark Martin went wide, opened the door for Ernie Irvin. Then he and Mark had contact in turn two, and Mark Martin took the lead again to win it by uh, a scant handful of car lengths, and it sets up a great season finale for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. That race in Atlanta is going to be something special. That's going to be a whole weekend of something special. Yeah. I think the Arca guys wind up their season on Friday, the championship to be decided there and of course the Bush Grand National car is on Saturday and then the Winston Cup rings down the curtain on Sunday. Here's what's upcoming for you in the next couple of weeks. Next Sunday the Granger 400 for the NASCAR Bush Series, the Hickory Motor Speedway, that's next Sunday a week from today. Then in two weeks time it's the big Hooters 500 triple header weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway November 12th through 14th. On Friday we'll have Bush Pole updates for you. And we'll also be bringing you uh, the details on the Jiffy Lube 500K. We won't have coverage for you on MRN Radio, but we will bring you up to date on all the doings there in that season finale for the Arker Hooters Cup Series. Then Friday night, a special edition of NASCAR Live. That's Friday evening, the 12th of November, from the airport Hilton in Atlanta, Georgia, 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'd love for you to come by and join us and say hello. Then Saturday, the 13th, the Slick 5300 season finale for the NASCAR Bush Series, 115 Eastern time, as 
Steve Grissom and David Green settle the battle for the Bush Series Point Championship. And then two weeks from today, Sunday, November the 14th, the Hooters 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, 12.15 Eastern Time here on MRN Radio. And remember, right after the Thanksgiving holiday, Sunday, November 28th, MRN back with you for a late season special. We'll have the All-Pro 400 for you from the Myrtle Beach Speedway in South Carolina, the NASCAR Winston All-Pro Series at Sunday, November 28th from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Ticket offices at all of those tracks, Hickory, Atlanta, and Myrtle Beach, are open now to handle your ticket needs. Hope you've enjoyed our coverage from Phoenix today. Thanks to Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick out in the turns. Our pit and garage coverage today from Jim Phillips, Dick Brooks, and Winston Kelly. Martha Oliver and Judy Robinson were on the scoring loop throughout this day. Remember, stay tuned to your MRN station all week long for continuing NASCAR coverage. Monday through Friday mornings, Ned Jarrett with the World of Racing. Then in the afternoons, Alan Bestwick has NASCAR today. And Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we will be at the Las Vegas Convention Center. A special edition of NASCAR Live with Ernie Irvin, our guest. That is Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern Time with Ernie Irvin. But that's going to do it for us right now from Phoenix International Raceway. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Our congratulations to Mark Martin winning today's Slick 50 500. From Phoenix, good night, everybody. MRN Radio, coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Phoenix International Raceway and sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush life by Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76 by the Bunker Hill line of canned meats. Flat out better than the rest by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By STP oil treatment, gas treatment, fuel injector cleaner, and son of a gun protectant. By Planners Nuts, eat planners, everybody loves a racing nut. By Heilig Myers Furniture, proud sponsor of the Bobby Hill and Junie Don Libby Thunderbird. By Wix Filters, you'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Dale Jarrett's car. And by Maxwell House Coffee, the official coffee of NASCAR. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen, associate producer Alan Bestwick, chief engineer Harry Howard, production director Clay Stalka, affiliate relations David Hyatt and Cheryl Knight, production assistants Stephanie Ellis, Sandy Good, Clark Moore, and Maria Viviano. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.